Oh yeah, yeah. I'm ready. For Episode 391 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. Hey, Ed. How's hey, it hanging? Good. How are you? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> it's been, <laughs> it's it's been a week. I mean, I uh, I don't think I really did anything particularly nerdy or, or uh, nothing really super nerdy. Um, what about you? What'd you do this week? Well, I mean, obviously, I, I watched the next episode of WandaVision. Um, I, I did as well. Uh, yeah, and I was, you know, I'm like, uh, I, I, I really at this point want to get to the end. <laughs> like, like not, <laughs> not that I'm not enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I'm, I'm enjoying every episode. But this is, this is, this is what, what I blame Netflix for this, really, too. <laughs> Because it's like, and 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 it, I mean, Disney is at the fault for this. But I mean, it's just like you go, you really need to see everything, all like all at once. You just can't spoon feed me a thirty minute episode now, like once a week, and 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 I'm, you know, and then wait for that one to happen, and then go. Now I have to pre-pace, pre- like I almost have to take notes now for every week to to do it, or just watch it all like when the finale drops. Just watch them all over again, just so I can get the whole idea of it. But I mean, like I said, it's it's good, and I'm I'm enjoying it. But you go and yeah, there's too many now pieces like on the board that I'm getting like now confused. <laughs> so. Well, I, well, I kind of um, I I enjoy it, but I do I'm kind of the consensus does seem to feel as if that show should have been one big giant dump. Right. Like, I mean. Put them on. Let's binge watch it. Let's get it done. Let's get it over with. Because I mean, they're half hour bites, um, and in a half hour, you can kind of get. I think a lot of people kind of turned off because there's like a laugh track. It's not like you're, it's it's something different, and I think that people are afraid of things that are different. Mm-hmm. And I th- and I think that if they were able to watch all what, ten episodes in one shot, they would understand where they're going with it. So when you get like the end of the episode this week knocked out I'd, the format change what I meant by the format is if when um, I don't want to spoil too much but I feel like um, there is the moment where there's a character where Wanda gets kind of mad at a character and you might say kind of kicks her out of the room mm-hmm. um, when she does that you have to pay attention to how the format is being filmed because they're really smart about distinguishing what's happening in the real world versus what's happening in WandaVision mm-hmm. you know because I will to kind of spoil it for it it goes from the the standard square look to a leather letterbox format and at, at there by the end mm-hmm. um, because of 
that's how you that's how they go okay well now you're in the real world um i do think i'm i'm still enjoying it i am fascinated i mean i do like the you know the more episodes we're going to get into it the bigger the like i said I, I compared it to one of those photos that you have to kind of you see it like it's a photo and as you back up it's a picture comprised of all other little photos mm-hmm. so i think that once you keep stepping back the more the episodes get more episodes we have the more in focus that picture is going to come in right um i but i agree i mean I, part of me is like i mean they're half hour there's what 10 episodes i think 10 episodes half hour that's five hours i i could have i could I could have killed this in a in a day. Right. You know, I, 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 I mean, if they're going, I mean, but they don't know. Is is it ten episodes? Because I don't, I don't, like that's a standard now for Netflix. Well, they aren't doing. They're not doing like a twenty-two episode arc. They're, it's no. definitely a small like. It's going to be a small arc, a, like a half season and, almost. Right. Anywhere from nine to twelve episodes, maybe. I'm gonna I'm gonna now do. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I'll do some little research on that. <laughs> uh, WandaVision, all right. Well, I'm just going to say, uh, I could just go, okay, well, how many episodes is so-and-so in? Like, uh, <laughs> uh, apparently it looks like it's going to be nine episodes. Nine, okay. And, right. Wow. And the reason why I say that is because I see Elizabeth Olsen in nine episodes, Paul Bentley in nine episodes, and they're your two people who are first and second on the call sheet. They're probably going to be... Uh, you know, in every episode, the, right? <laughs> Unless it's a filler um, episode where they're not even in it. I think we're going we're gonna to be what in episode four next week. I think. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. All right. So then, huh? That's interesting because Kat Dennings is in it. She's in it for six episodes. And I'm like, all right. You know, Darcy, she's in it. Yeah. And then Randall Park, who plays Jimmy Woo, he was the agent in um, Ant Man and the Wasp. The Asian guy who plays um, <laughs> Kim Jong Un, I think, in the interview. Yes. Or he also, for those people who might know, it's like he's actually um alternate version of Jim from The Office. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the best practical jokes ever, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, it looks like it's it looks like it's nine episodes, you know. Okay. All right. Well, well I'll say you know, four and a half hours total, maybe a little, but probably close to five because one, like one, was thirty-seven hour minutes. I think the last one was thirty-three. So, you know, you might get you might get an extra half hour if you add it all up. You know, uh, right? Uh, Comparatively, but hey, you know what? It's it's still gonna be worth binging through like an afternoon. <laughs> but like I said, it's right, it's, yeah. it's I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I just you just go you you finish that episode and you go I, I I want the next one like I now I gotta wait a week it's like this is driving me crazy right I do sometimes feel like I'm like really that was you know it was interesting and I, I or maybe instead of doing a half hour I might have been able to, I don't know if I could take an hour of that though like I don't know if I can do an hour laugh track kind of show yeah yeah well I'd say I don't I think many people do that's why most sitcoms are only thirty minutes right yeah you know, so. I am fascinated with going okay what what era what house are they going to put homage into like yeah dick van dyke you know bewitched i felt like this one was very um brady bunch yeah very brady bunch um so i'm kind of seeing like what's going to happen when they get into like the 80s and 90s i feel like the show is going to eventually get caught up to the modern modern day um so i'm curious to see like when it's gonna finish like what 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 decade house are they going to be in 
Mm. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. I'm, I'm, I can't wait. It'd be funny if it was the uh, Stark mansion, you know, from the Iron Man movies. <laughs> right. Well, I think they're going to stick with family sitcoms. Like, I... There's a part of me that really, really wants them to just eventually end up in the full house house. (laughs) (laughs) Only because Elizabeth Olsen's the youngest sister of the Olsen twins. That's right. I think that'd be kind of funny. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Um, But who knows? In the 80s, you had a lot lot of big houses. Silver Spoons. 90s, you could do Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like, those are kind of stapled houses. Family Ties. The Huxtables. I don't know if they'll do the Huxtables. I think the Cosby show might be a, a no-touchy zone, literally. <laughs> <laughs> pun intended? or That was a pun intended. Okay. At least not before a good drink. <laughs> <laughs> or a pudding bop. Yeah, a pudding bop. Um... Yeah, I mean, it kind of like after we got done watching the episode, I felt like going, okay, well, that was interesting. What else am I going to do now? Because <laughs> I feel like after I get done, it's like not as much of an event as it is like, a, oh, let me stop what I'm doing for the day, watch a half hour of TV, and then go about my day. <laughs> it's nothing, There's. it's not even like really water cooler talk either. Like, I can't go to my, I mean, I can go to my job and go, hey, did you watch WandaVision? That was interesting. That was fun. What's your theories? Blah, blah, blah. But it's not like, uh, Game of Thrones or any one of those big shows where you walk in and go, oh my god, did you see this week's how incredibly insane was it when so and so did that? It's just, there's just not, there's not that moment. Right. There's, there's more of a huh? What do you think? That was kind of cool moment, but not, nothing that would make you go, oh, I have to catch up. Like a part of me almost does feel like, well, I, you know, if I miss next week's episode, I miss next week's episode. But uh, part of me won't because I like the show and we talk about it on the air. Um, but there's also part of me is going, okay, well maybe when the la- when the season finale is up, maybe I'll I'll invest my day and like watch all the other episodes again, like rewatch it to kind of maybe get to enjoy it all over again, like do one like victory lap before right. it's over. Okay, you know? maybe, maybe. Like I said maybe because I don't know what else my you know life's going to throw at me. Right, of course. Um, right. Well, speaking of the veins of Marvel, um, I did watch a movie, a Marvel movie this week, uh, but I don't think you've seen. I've now seen it. Um, the New Mutants. Uh, I've watched it this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I've yet to I've yet to see it. In fact, uh, yeah, I have not watched it. How is it? <laughs> I mean... Um, I didn't think it was that bad. I see the the problem I had with this movie was that they they had this horror element to it, and I I hate <laughs> horror the jump scare moments. It, it will give me nightmares. You know, I'm 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 a baby. I know, and I don't care. I, don't, I really don't care. But like like they, every time they talk about it, it's about these 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 nightmares. You know, these these horrors that they're gonna have. You know, because they were they were thinking about making a more horror movie, and then they re, re, retuned it down, and then they went back to it. So it was like a back and forth because it took many years for this movie to be released to finally yeah. where you know we we got the selection that we have now. And I'm gonna say. I, I'm, a, I'm a bigger baby because it wasn't that hard of a movie. <laughs> They've really turned it down. I mean, it wasn't really that scary of a movie. Uh, there was a couple jump scares in it. 
um, you know, classic, classic, you know, kind of uh, horror uh, stuff that you would see in it. And it was, it was interesting. I mean, if, if, if you didn't like Dark Phoenix, you might like this movie. Like, okay. <laughs> cause I think it was better than dark Phoenix. I really do. Like I, I, I like dark Phoenix, but I knew why nobody liked it. It was like, yeah, it was a bit of a stretch and it was a lot of, a lot of faults to it. They, they reshot a lot of stuff, the ending and all. They really, they, they, I think they, they faltered a lot of things and that's what happened with, that's what they got the movie we got. So this one, I really enjoy, like there was a lot of, I just wish there was more to it. Like you knew who the characters were because you kind of just thrown into it. And, uh, it's, it's not even really like a, like an X-Men or like, it's, it's not really the new mutants, but you go, you, you kind of get that feeling like it, it doesn't like you could take Marvel's name off of it and it just could be a super sci-fi movie, you know, kind of right. thing. Like it had, you, you don't have to have Marvel's name or Disney's name on or Fox's name or whatever on there to really give it that like identity to it because it really didn't fit. Now, like granted, like some of the characters I knew and I don't read new mutants, but some of the characters I knew because of they've been in other things. So I was like, Oh, I know that character. Uh, there's one in particular, um, Ilana Rasputin. She is the daughter. She is the sister of, um, Colossus. And right, right, if right. you're a comic book reader, you would know the the correlation because there's a there's a couple of comic books with them together, and you know there there's a riff between the X Men and them and all that guy stuff. But that's like way back uh, uh, reading. So I knew that character. Um, I, th- I I'm I'm just really trying. To, there was another character. Uh, it was called um, Danielle Moonstar, but I don't think I know her. I I thought I did because she was you know she seemed familiar. Um, but I think she's just other characters that I know from the Marvel uh, universe. Her power is to uh, bring out your fears and your dreams. Um, so okay. she she's like she's like so she's like a like a mental one like like Doctor uh, Professor Xavier is you know so that's that's the thing. Um, and then uh, there was a. Uh, uh, Doctor Ray is in it, which which I don't know idea, but it was it was the that uh, Exelon Corp that they they an Exelon um what's that corp they use Essex Corp sorry uh corporation that they were trying that they use in they use in the, some of the Fox uh, franchises you know when they were getting the DNA for uh, in Logan for uh, uh, X twenty three and you know they you would see the suitcase and the the Essex Corp would be in the some of the uh, 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 X-Men movies and that kind of stuff. So they were kind of filtering that in as the bad guy, but that wasn't really the main bad guy in this movie. Uh, okay. I'm not going to tell you what the bad guy was. Cause it was like, it's like a, Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, and I'm like, that's what they're fighting. I'm like, all right. You know, and it was, it was interesting. It was, it, it wasn't as terrible as I thought it'd be. Cause everybody like really didn't like this movie. And I really enjoyed it. And I was kind of surprised. I'm like, I'm like, I got into it. I wish they developed characters more and more of the situation they were in because they're in in this like hospital, and they don't really. Right. It's, it's 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 like all that kind of thing. Like either you have to know some stuff, which I didn't know, or you just have to go with it. And the, but I wish they would give you more of like what the hospital was and what it represented and that kind of thing because they didn't give you any of that. And there was no real like 
yeah, like, it, it, and and it was kind of weird. Like, it felt like a low budget movie in a way. Like, like I don't think I don't I don't Fox did give. I don't know. I, I, I think it was. I think it was. They 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 were given a low budget because of the genre that they were trying to fit it into. They were, because it was primarily designed to be a horror movie or or horror esque. Um, that they did give it. They purposely gave it a low budget to kind of, you know, I guess to make it different than the when you hear X-Men and New Mutants, you think it's going to be like this grand, big adventure, and they didn't want to do that. I don't, geez, I'm, now I'm going to look and see how much the, uh, while you're talking, I'm going to look and see how much the uh, budget was. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it was, it was, it was, it's an interesting watch. I mean, if you can catch it somewhere, you know, definitely catch it. It's not, it's not terrible. Like, like I said, like, like I could see people like not liking Dark Phoenix and go, yeah, I, I understand. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm, I'm aware of an X-Men fan and I enjoyed it. Um, but New Mutants, like I am not a fan of New Mutants at all. Like I, I read I think one or two comics, and I didn't like the kids in it. And I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I, I, I can't get into these people. Like they're not my, pe- they're not my mutants, <laughs> as right. the young kids would say. <laughs> <laughs> the budget was anywhere between sixty-seven and eighty million dollars. And and which... and and, it, and I can tell you, they spent every penny of that. And and which. <laughs> Which does seem like okay, like compared to like all the other, like what was the other, um, the last X Men Dark Phoenix? Yeah. Let's see, Dark Phoenix's budget age. Uh, Let's see. Their budget was two hundred million dollars. Right. So, so, so so that's that's (laughs) that's how you have to look at it. I mean, it was it, it really was a low budget film because like like. Like there wasn't much of a cast, <laughs> I could tell you that. Probably the extras that were in the, some of the in the scenes were probably given lunch, and that was it. Like you know, they were not paid any money, or or if they were, they were paid like low end like type of money, you know, and that was it. Because it was, I'm not saying that it was bad like that way, but it's just like there wasn't many people in it. So you 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 know you had uh, I think um, uh, seven yeah, eight you, people uh, in it. Yeah. Um, Maisie Williams, she everyone knows her as uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, shit, Aria. Um, I yeah, Aria from uh, Game of Thrones, right? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, then there's the Ilana, Ilana Rasputin, Anna Taylor Joy. I know her from something else, and I'm gonna look to see. Oh, she's now in the Queen's Gambit, which <laughs> is really, really, really big at the moment. Yeah. You know, she's the lead character, but she also I know her from something else. I, I mean, For I mean, life of me, I can't think of it. I mean, like there was there were some good characters in this. I I I like like or not characters, but good actors to play these characters. Like I, I right. mean, I mean, I don't know if this was Charlie Heaton who played uh, Sam uh, Gunthery in a movie. He's like a hillbilly kind of not hillbilly, but he's like a, a southerner from a mining town type of thing. And his accent is like spot on like every time, like he's not, you know, like, you know, like when, when, uh, 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 they got, uh, what's her name from, uh, to play storm in the X-Men movies. Uh, um, Hallie, Hallie uh, Barry. Thank you. Hallie Barry, yeah. uh, how like she had an African accent in the first movie. The second one was like in between the two and the third one, she was just her. Like she didn't even bother. Right. <laughs> like giving the accent anymore. So that like, like he put an effort into this, you know, uh, uh, 
I don't know if Maisie will. Is she? I guess she's British of some sort, or or is she? She, she is. She is very British. Okay. She had a <laughs> she she had a she had a a Irish accent that was really good. I mean, it was just like, you know, uh, okay. uh, Iena Taylor Joy. Well, she she probably got that because I think Sophie Turner is Irish. So she probably just did her conversion. She just probably copied what Sophie Turner tells. She was doing a Sophie Sophie impression. Yeah. That's basically what it was. <laughs> you know, like Anya Taylor Taylor Joy, but uh, Anya Taylor Joy had a Russian accent. I mean, like they really put their like a lot no, of Sophie's. Sophie's actually from England as well. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to do a quick check. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, like they they must go to Ireland a lot, or you know, or or they had a coach that that that. I mean, maybe that's where they spent some of the money on was dialect coaches of doing accents and stuff. Because I mean, these are really good. I mean, they were really, I mean, you know, and they because they, I think they were representations of different um, uh, areas and 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 ages and stuff like that. Because there was like a Henry Zaga. She he played a Roberto da Costa, which I think was like some kind of like maybe like uh, um like Mexican or Brazilian or something like that, like somewhere like South America style. But I mean, he was more Americanized, like, like, but you, you got that impression because he was like from a rich family and that, you know, like, right. like he, he had that like kind of upper crust, you know, feeling towards him, you know, kind of thing. It was, like I said, it was a lot of the, the, the characters who they were, were really done really well. I just wish you would know who they were more as the story went on, you know, kind of thing. Right. But as it is, it was a, it's a fun watch. You know, like I said, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, hopefully you guys will enjoy it. If somebody watches it, you know, let me know. I mean, I, I really, I, I thought it was, uh, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh my God, new mutants. You got to see it. You know, let's, you know, let's start some screenings, you know, let's get this going. It's like, <laughs> Hey, if you happen to catch it and you're like, yeah, I got nothing else to do. New Mutants is on, you know, on HBO or whatever, you know, or some streaming service. You go, all right, I'm going to click on this or, you know what? It's cheap for like 10 bucks somewhere, you know, at a, at a store or something like that. You know, go pick it up because it was, it to me, it was worth it. You know, I mean, I, I collect all the, you know, X-Men stuff and all that kind of stuff. So, so that, that's kind of why I did it. But I really recommend it, you know, to the point where you go, if you got nothing else better to do, do it. <laughs> I, I, so. I would watch it, but Stacey's afraid of scary movies. This this is not so, that scary of a movie. Not that scary. <laughs> not that scary okay. at all. There was there was there there was like there was moments that you you think that was going to be scary, and then it wasn't. It, it was like it was just kind of like a big uh, letdown for if okay. you if you're a horror fan, yeah, like this is not going to be a movie for you. You're it's not going to be that scary. Yeah, so. All right. but, uh, actually, you know what? I just realized, Stacy and I, we did, I, we did do something sort of nerdy. We started watching the, uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Oh, okay. I mean, I know. I feel like we're late to the party here on this one because the show's now over and it's got four seasons in and it's done. But um, one of her friends at work recommended it, and I saw the first episode and I was okay. I, it, like, I saw the first episode when it first came out, so take that for granted I saw it like four years ago and I was entertained but I wasn't entertained enough to keep going with it so now with Stacy watching it with Stacy we watched all of season one the show's not bad I'm I, it's it's entertaining I'm not sucked in I would say like after watching the first season um I would say like it's it's um a good first season I don't know where it's gonna go with the second season because they don't really they don't 
they don't really give you much of a teaser. They, they give you a, a little bit of a teaser, but it doesn't tell you anything. You're just like, all right, what's that got to do with anything? I guess you got to watch season two to find out. <laughs> but it it was it was solid. I wouldn't, you know, if if I didn't watch the rest of the, the seasons, I don't think I'd be like, oh, I feel like I'm so left out on pop culture. I just, you know, I just feel like, yeah, oh, well, we're gonna finish it, you know, because it's only like ten episodes, and Stacey and I get like a couple episodes in about like every other night. It seems like, mm-hmm. um, you know. She's. I think she's trying to nurse the last few episodes of Degrassi because it's uh, on Netflix. There's only four seasons on Netflix. It's like Degrassi, the next generation, and the slow realization of her watching seven million episodes, nineteen seasons of Degrassi is coming to a close. So <laughs> she's trying. She's trying to milk every last half hour that she can out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, as a person who's kind of been a kind of a uh, a semi co, you know, like a cohort with her watching some of the episodes, I'm like, all right, you know, I get it. You know, 19 seasons, that's a lot. That's a lot, you know. And then to have it go from, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a canceled show. I just know it went from Canadian TV to Netflix, um, which could mean anything. But I don't. But it went to Netflix in 2017, so there was. I'm. I'm a, I want to. I don't know if they're still making shows or not. Um, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I think. What else did I do? Um, I bought a new game this week, but we'll get to that later. Um, oh, actually, no. We we talked about it last week. I, I bought Hitman Three. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll have a review on that a little later on. Um. I don't think there's anything else really. I never finished Mulan. Huh. I probably I probably will at some point. Um, it's, I'm, I think the reason why I didn't finish Mulan yet is be- because <laughs> I told Stacy about about it. Who I you would have thought I was committing some 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 atrocities. Like <laughs> I'm going to be brought up on trial for crimes against humanity <laughs> <laughs> for for describing what I what I've witnessed because when I told Stacy what I watched and how like Mulan has a sister and Stacy's like, she doesn't have a sister. I'm like, well, in this version she does. And, and this is what happens when she's going to see like, you know, the matchmaker and the spider incident. She's like, there's no spider incident. Why is it going to be a spider? Why couldn't it have been the cricket? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm not the one. Don't, 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 don't be mad at me. <laughs> you know, um, so maybe I'll eventually finish it. Maybe. You know. Um, I don't think I did anything else really crazy this week. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was waiting sorry, for you. Like, yeah, as like I said, I don't think I did anything crazy this week. You know. So. Oh, I, I actually, I just narrowly, narrowly canceled my uh, HBO Max subscription. Because <laughs> for those people who are playing the home game ed and i are now recording this on january 24th 2021 yes um my subscription is up uh the 25th (laughs) (laughs) so i was like geez i think i should i think i'm like i know i did it before christmas but how how far did i do it before christmas i guess i better go check and then there's a part of me going well it's only 15 dollars maybe i should you know maybe i should you know check it out 
But then I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna cancel it because I'll wait till March when we call it um, when the, the Snyder Cut comes. And speaking of HBO Max, have you seen the trailer for Godzilla vs Kong? No, I haven't yet. I've I haven't been I haven't been to HBO Max. Well, that's not true. I've been to HBO Max by watching like crap stuff just to, to fill the time with with some things because I I I I watched. I think I've talked about this in the past. Uh, HBO has to have the show on the '90s called uh, Crash Box, and it was it's for kids, but it's like a lot of um, uh, uh, you know uh, brain teasers. You know, and and right. some of them, some of them are some of them really easy, and some of them are real hard, depending on the you know, uh, uh, you know, the puzzle or whatever. But uh, so I, I like to do that, to like kind of stay sharp a little bit, you know. So I watch these as like kind of like mindless entertainment for me, you know, and I, you know, and I enjoy it, you know, and I'm I'm like, oh, you know, it's on HBO Max, so I'm 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 gonna watch it. But I haven't really like flipped through HBO Max to go, hey, what's on? Like, what's what's <laughs> What other big titles could I watch on this? You know, <laughs> so, but it, but but speaking though, real quick before you go on to about that though, is because because today, it, by the time everybody listens to this episode, Wonder Woman will lo- will no longer be on HBO Max. Today is the last right. day to watch it, twenty fourth uh, uh, of uh, January to watch HBO Max, and then it's gone. Um, I think imagining, I don't know, within a week or two, it's probably going to end up on Star or, or not. Um, uh, like a video on demand type type of system to to pay for it. Right, I, I think it's supposed to be hitting Blu-ray and video on um, well Blu-ray March, I think. You know, I I think, which makes sense too. Why not promote it when you're also getting ready for the Snyder cut? You know, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the way I see it is. If you uh, missed out, if you get the free subscription, get the free trial. <laughs> um, there was some nice stuff. I do. I think I saw like a couple of um, interesting documentaries on it. Um, I was, Stacy was thinking about maybe starting Friends, and Friends is actually on HBO Max. Ah. Uh-huh. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe one day we'll keep it. Depends on what kind of content they have because like I said right now outside of um, their what's going to be their first run movies they're you know I I don't know it it seems like a stretch why why get another streaming service when there's other bootlegs and illegal ways of doing it (laughs) (laughs) I was saying it's just just tough to I mean the amount of money I mean if it was five dollars a month I wouldn't even think twice about it you know, I'd be like, right. yeah, it's like five bucks, okay, but it's fifteen dollars, and you're, I'm like, granted, I mean, now you're, they're trying to do like every other service, they're buying into stuff like Warner Brothers stuff, and and, and you know, and uh, uh, other other things that they can get their hands on, just you know, so that way they, you know, it's it's it becomes a viable service, you know, like the whole, uh, you know, even the Looney Tune stuff they were getting into, and and uh, um. Uh, you know, of course, obviously, the regular old HBO stuff, and and uh, right. uh, I'm trying to think of other stuff off the top of my head. Of course, the DC stuff is another thing. You know, that's why like CBS All Access is going to become. I don't know if that's a newer article or not. Uh, I don't know if you saw that or not. Uh, CBS in March is going to become um, Paramount. 
Really? Yes, U.S. All, all Access is, is going away now. It's just going to be the, the Paramount uh, thing. Uh, Which, i got to be honest, when I hear stuff like that, all I can think of is that it failed. Like, uh, when... And hear, and hear me out. The reason why I think that is because it, CBS All Access has been out, what, maybe not even two years, and now they're rebranding it from the Paramount logo thing. Just makes me think that what you guys have tried to do didn't work or or it just it just seems to be like a failed experiment so what we're going to do is we're going to reincorporate it and repackage it and maybe no one will know <laughs> i mean <laughs> well, I, just, I mean i agree with you i i i don't think that's the the, the case in this point you know for because i mean they had star trek i mean that was the that was to me the big seller uh for it i mean big bang obviously i think because there's everybody's looking for that one show to fill in. Like now, Peacock has um, the Office. Uh, you know, it was on Netflix. I mean, Netflix had it all. Now everybody's taking their rights basically back, and their contracts are you know that they can't Netflix can't renew now with it. So they're they're sticking it on their services because like they they're you know like like Friends not Friends uh, the Office. It was like one of their biggest shows that that Netflix would would have because it was like an a, like something you could go watch, like three hours of it and not even blink an eye or, or have it on the background while you're doing stuff while Netflix was constantly streaming this stuff. But they said now that it's on HBO Max, they've they have had more uh, users watching that and not H- HBO Max, sorry, uh, Peacock. They've had more people watching than on Netflix. You know, with with Peacock, but they only get the first two seasons for free. Then you have to pay the five dollars a month for uh, right. Peacock if you want to see the rest of the seasons. So, but it's 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 one of those things that just you know, like it's it's just interesting. Like I think they're trying to, um, you know, incorporate all this stuff, and they, you know, they came up they come up with this idea, and then they realize that this was this was not a a good idea. They had needed to, uh, um. um I'm trying to do something here while I'm talking to you at the same time. It's not really working out <laughs> okay. for me, but uh, that's why I'm like, like pausing and all. Um, Cause I'm trying to figure out the inception date here of, of CBS all access. Cause I'm, I am curious to see uh, what's going on. I just read that they have 17, 17.9 uh, members as of uh, number of November 5th, 2020. So, you know, I mean, have, has it gone down since then in the last couple of months? Uh, I don't know. Um, Apparently, CBS All Access. And this is this is crazy. Says it launched on October twenty eighth, twenty fourteen. What did CBS All Access is really? Yes, at five ninety nine per month with advertising. Okay, maybe that was before they decided to pro- before because like, Discovery is only like two years old i think at this point yeah i mean that's that was one of the first that one of the for sure shows so it's only two years old you're right i mean the the, the since the streaming wars have begun but it's, yeah right yeah weird all right well anyway it's, <laughs> it's telling me it's almost seven years uh, six and a half years old it's like really i, I don't think so but uh probably the original concept of it and then any you know probably like people that were wanting to buy online at the time. Cause I mean, that's the thing, like, like what we're doing now in the last few years has been going on for like a long time. It just hasn't hit its head until like recently. Like that's what like, like all this is, has come to a head because you know, everybody's getting tired of paying the cable prices and they're going, 
well, I don't want this or I don't want that. So I'm not paying for it anymore. So I'm going to take that out. And even though like people now are going, oh, well, if you want to watch, you know, this show, you got to have this service. It's like, crap, I'm paying five bucks now a month for this. And then I forget to cancel it after that's, you know, over that season's over, you know, kind of thing. I mean, that's when going Star Wars uh, Mandalorian, the first season ended, everybody canceled their subscriptions, you know, because they were like, right. all right, I'll see you when Star Wars comes back, you know, like kind of thing. And they're like, wait, we got, we got, uh, we got Marvel. And they're like, yeah, well, let me know when that comes out. That's, uh, I don't want to see any shows yet. <laughs> like, I don't see mm-hmm. my WandaVision or, or uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon when they, when they come on, maybe I'll maybe I'll extend my uh, you know two months or whatever to four months. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. So did you? Well, I would say when you get a chance, watch the uh, Godzilla first Kong trailer because it's glorious, glorious, <laughs> glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's. I feel like there's. I should really start taking notes during the week. I'm like, is this show material? If it is, I should jot it down. Oh, you know what I did? I started watching um, Clone Wars too. Ah, okay. Yeah, I've been um, <clears throat> just been kind of like I'm like, all right, you know what? I've gone down. I started going down the path before. I think I've seen the first season before um, a long time ago. I remember buying it on blue DVD. I think at the time, and. I was like, okay, this is interesting, but it never really sucked me in. And since I have Disney Plus and free time at night, you know, when I don't want a game and I'm just vegging in front of the TV, they're they're like half hours. So I'm like, okay, well, I can get probably can get one or two in, and before I decide to go to bed, you know, just to kind of start to you know like to defuse from the day mm-hmm. or from the night before you go to bed. It's like, all right, I'll I'll take a couple of take a couple of these and. You know, wake me in the morning. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm not like, oh my god, I'm not like mind blown or anything like that. But I'm I'm entertained by it. I'm like, all right, so let's see what let's see where this goes. And after I get done Rebels, maybe me, um, because after I get done Clone Wars, maybe I'll start doing Rebels just to say I, I'm all encompassing of the Disney plus Star Wars material that they have. <laughs> you know, um. Now, what's what season are you on with Clone Wars? Um, still the first season. See, that's the thing. Uh, like, I, think- I don't think season one is as as good. Like, when you get the season two and on, like that's when it starts to really ramp up because season one was one style of animation, and then they changed it in season two in terms of they were doing this kind of like old like serial format where they had a narrator constantly, yeah. and it was like three three or four episodes as an arc story and then you would you're two or three you know whatever and then they would and then they would move on to the the next uh story arc you know kind of thing and, and it was it's, it's other thing they kind of they stopped that in the second season so you you actually get like show after show and it's just it's it's one of those to me it got better it, i mean i like season one i, I enjoyed them all but like i'm because i'm star wars you know pro star wars you know. There's there's not too many bad things about star wars except for the new trilogy but anyway um Hey. <laughs> I digress, um, but the the uh, but, but season two on was a lot better of a season uh, to enjoy. Okay. And I, exactly, was, I had this conversation uh, a few weeks ago with my my brother in law or my wife's brother in law. I think it's my wife's brother in law, better better titled anyway. Uh, but anyway, he said he's going to start seeing, it. and then his nephew was said the same thing. He was like, he's like, yeah, the first season's 
it's you know it's it's worth watching but it's not it's not as good because it's those episodic like adventures those those old like 40s 30s serials that you would watch in a movie theater you know when when you were before you watched the the feature you would watch some kind right. of serial and you'd what well, every week you would you would go and and see the next episode because that was more of uh you know uh, you know that's the reason why you would go to the theaters uh, every week was to see those kind of like what's going to happen next with you know it was just to be flash gordon you know or all the old batmans from the 30s and 40s you know those kind of uh, uh style of, of um uh superheroish you know uh cinematic fun and that's kind of like because that's what you know lucas liked uh back when he was a child so that's what he was kind of into and that's what he was kind of pushing off on the clone wars when that when that was going on so um that's that's why we got it but the second season really starts to pick up and it's i think less childish and more a little bit more dordoniana you know it's not it's not like you know like adults only but it's you know it's a little bit more you invest more into the characters you know and you you get more i mean you know the end of season five to me was the, the the best way for that to end i mean there's six seasons but season five because six, season six they just kind of put some episodes that they were working on that guy it got canceled but the way the end of season five was like oh my god like that was like it, it's a huge cliffhanger but you go and you can just open that up for interpretation and of course you get the the answer almost in rebels like like what happened and it's, it's just gotcha. it's really it's really a, a good you know uh uh, storyline you know i say I, i'm gonna say some of the some of the episodes are a little goofy but it's 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 like every you know full 24 season arc type of thing you're not gonna have you know perfect episodes and then you'll you'll appreciate some of the voice characterizations because you'll get some other uh sci-fi shows you're going yeah i know that voice that's guys from star trek like <laughs> Right, you know, you get you get those once in a while. You're like, hey, or that's from this co-, you know show. And you're like, yeah, there you go. You know, like they're they're in there. You know, they're 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 they want to be in Star Wars. You know? so there they go. There was our opportunity. Right. All right. Um, yeah. That's. I think that's all I did. I am going to start keeping notes. Going to okay, is this show material or not? <laughs> <laughs> is this funny? <laughs> Is this, is this interesting? I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. I'm trying to think what it is. Start anything else? No, that's it. So, what you got, Ed? Uh, let's do some releases of the week. All right. All right. What we've got, got a, we've got a quite a not, well, we only have a few titles, but, uh, <laughs> uh, the big one I'm going to start off with is, uh, Batman. Another Batman animated movie is coming out, kids. Um, it's actually on Voodoo now. You can buy it digitally if you want, or you can come out this Tuesday on the 26th and uh, catch uh, Batman Soul of the Dragon uh, on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and such. Um, you can get your digital copy with that. Um, yeah, it's uh, kind of like a 70s Batman. So uh, if you like this. Yeah, yeah it looks, uh, it's, uh, my understanding, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a Bruce Wayne story more than it is a Batman story. Mm-hmm. Because Batman's in it, but since it takes a lot of the stuff takes place in the seventies, I believe that I feel like it's more Bruce in the seventies than Batman, or maybe I don't know. I, I the trailer looked really good, and the the recall the the voice work is really is also pretty good too. I was impressed with the the talent that they got. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm interested in it. It definitely was on my radar. Maybe I'll see if I can. 
You know what I started watching for like all about five minutes was the Batman Death in the Family. It's on <laughs> HBO. It's on HBO Max right now. Uh-huh. And the other day, other day I started watching it, and I'll be honest, I just couldn't get into it. Just I was like, eh, you know what? I don't know if I really want to watch it because it didn't give me the option of um, multiple paths. It was just going to be the movie, okay. and I was like, that kind of doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of it? Because I thought the whole gimmick was. You know, you get to choose if Robin lives or dies, and how that affects everything. So, a part of me makes me feel like gonna makes me feel like you're gonna watch one and then go, if you would have chosen this, uh-huh. uh, it it just didn't didn't really seem to sit right. And then I saw like you know they do actually admit that they do take from uh, Batman Under the Red Hood for a lot of the content, and I'm like, but that's kind of so you, all you really wanted to do is just redo Under the Red Hood, except a, more of a what-if story. What if Robin lived instead? I just don't... Uh, well, it, uh, it, it, I, I'm, I'm, can I spool it now? or Sure, go ahead. Because it's it's basically the same... To me, it's the same plot line. Like, if you, if you, if you watch it out... I mean, like, some of the endings are a little bit different, but the, uh, the same premise of who Jason Todd is is... Throughout the same, like it doesn't matter if he, like if he lives or dies, he's still a dick. Like he's still, right? He's still. Right. Uh, <laughs> There's no redeeming qualities about uh, Jason Todd, right? Like, like <laughs> that's it. Like, like you just you go, you go. He's still, he's still that kind of person. Like he, he thinks his thought process is still like he has to, you know, uh, like, like it's kind of like why, why are we, why are we putting him away? He's just going to get out again, like type of thing, and and, and right. so that's the the idea of it was, you know, so for so even if he, if he doesn't go to the Lars Urpes, he's still that kind of guy where he's still doing kind of the same. It's still the same path. It's not like a completely different story. Like we're going, what if he, what if he did live? What would happen? And and that's and that's the thing. Like it's it's completely. Um, uh, it's the same, like I said, the, the the very ending of it. There's there's a couple of different endings of it, but generally, like the idea of it's still the same. You you just you know <laughs> you watch you watch it and you're going, yeah, no, he's still he's still a dick, and he's still he's still going after criminal, like you know, the same way, you know, just because he was he's not the Red Hood, he's now Red Robin, you know, uh, uh, you know, or, or regular Robin. It's it's still the same. He's still the same uh, uh, guy who still wants to do the same thing by like you know, uh, uh, killing the, the, you know, villains in a way, you know, as, as his way of justice instead of bringing them to justice for a court to decide. So, um, I mean, I said, I have it, I I've watched it. I've done the, I've done all the scenarios. I think that I, you know, the, all the scenarios I wanted to see anyway. And it was, right. it was neat, but like, yeah, it's, it's under the red hood. It's basically what it is. It's just a rehashing of it, except you get to decide and you go and, oh, he's just in a different outfit. Like how neat. <laughs> like, you know, I always wonder what they would look like in red, as red Robin. That's interesting. You know, like, so, um, yeah. So, but, uh, Batman soul, of the dragon is coming out this Tuesday, kids. If, uh, if you're interested, uh, I'm interested. I definitely want to, this is, this is something that's been on my radar for a year. Cause I, I think it was like the last movie they were talking about this. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I kind of want to see it, you know, uh, um, cause it, this was actually before like this, this, this was like a few movies ago. They were talking about this. I thought there was going to be like last year we were going to get it and we didn't. And we got, I think right. that's the family said, instead I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. You know? And I'm like, it's like, what happened to that, that seventies one? I'm like, there it is. All right. It's on our radar. Here it is. 
Um, the next one is a Paramount Presents. This is one's for me, kids. The Court Jester. It's 65th anniversary. Uh, they're releasing it on Blu-ray for the first time. And I'm a little pissed. <laughs> I've been looking for this Why? movie. I've been looking for this movie for a while. I saw it at a Barnes & Noble a couple years ago for like 10 bucks, And I didn't buy it. And every once in a while, I would see it. It kind of reminds you of the old Adventures of Robin Hood with Errol Flynn. You know, with the color design, because I think it's it's in Technicolor, and just this storyline I thought was always funny, you know, type of thing. I mean, it's, it's old, you know, 40s, you know, 50s uh, movie, so you, you, you take it for what it is. But I, I enjoy those old-style movies sometimes, and uh, so I was looking for it. So I ended up buying it on eBay, I think, and I think I paid, like, 15 bucks for it. You know, I, I didn't want to pay $15, but I was like, all right. But here it comes now out on Blu-ray and digital, so I could have... <laughs> Could have bought sometimes it. Pa- sometimes patience is a virtue. That's true. And it is true because sometimes I, I, I give up and I just say I'm never going to get this because I can't afford it or thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, there it is for a cheap price because they re-release it, you know, type of thing. Um, this next one, though, I thought was interesting to add. I, I mean, we never talk about it. I've never seen it. I think I have it somewhere on DVD at least, and I've never talked about it. But this one uh, caught my eye. It's uh, Southland Tales. Um, okay, I, I remember that movie. Yeah, it's got Death Rock and uh, um, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I can't think of her name. Sarah, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sorry, thanks. And um, there was a third guy in the movie. Uh, uh, he's a comedian uh, type. He was Stifler in the uh, uh, America Pie movies. Um, I just can't think of his name. But you know what I'm talking about. Uh, let's see if I can find him here. Oh, uh, Sean William Scott. That's the guy. Okay. Uh, the three of them in this movie, but the, this release is the cans cut and theatrical release. It's a it's a two two disc set. Uh, so apparently there was two different. Uh, there's a theatrical cut that everybody saw, and then there was a cans cut that only a handful of people saw, and uh, they're right. releasing both of them. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. So it's going to be a, a two part, uh, two you know, two different cuts. So if you're into alternate cuts, and I am into, this might be for you. Um, and then finally for uh, uh, movies and TV, uh, TV show Doom Patrol, the complete second season is coming out on Blu-ray. So uh, you'll okay. be able to um, uh, see that if you don't want to get HBO Max and watch it there. You can uh, now buy it or, or you can buy it this Tuesday on the 26th and pick it up then and enjoy it. So uh, let's uh, move on to video games. How about that? All right. Uh, Cyber Shadow, developed by Mechanical Head Games and published by Yacht Club Games for the PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and that'll be on Tuesday, the 26th. Then we have Sims 4 Paranormal Stuff Pack. Uh, This is published by Electronic Arts for the PS4, Xbox One, PC, and that'll be on Tuesday, the 26th. Uh, Next is the Dark Eye Chains of Santnava. Satinav? I don't know. S-A-T-I-N-A-V it looks like here on my thing. Uh, It's developed by uh, Dedelec Entertainment and published by Dedelec Entertainment for the PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X and X, Xbox One, and Switch, and that'll be on Wednesday the 27th. Then we have Dark Eye Memora. (laughs) 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 Fuckers. Uh, Developed by (laughs) Dedelec Entertainment and published by Dedelec Entertainment for the PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, Switch, and that'll be on Wednesday the 27th. 
Then we have Disjunction, developed by Ape Tribe and published by Sold Out for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, sorry, Xbox One. Let me start over again. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that will be on Thursday, the 28th. Then we have Ouija, which is developed by Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew. Skeleton Crew. Sorry. My eyes are going bad today because I got some flashing in my face. Uh, Skeleton Crew. And published by Developed Drill for the PC and Switch. And that's on Thursday, the 28th. Then we have Sword of the Necromancer, developed by... Guillermo of Games and published by Janju Soft for the PS. I swear some of these names it just <laughs> they run out of run out of names. They have to make this stuff up for the PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. And that'll be on the 28th on Thursday. Then we have the Medium developed by the Blooper Team and published by the Blooper Team for the Xbox Series S and X and PC for Thursday the 28th. Then the Yuka, Yu, Yakuza, sorry, the Yakuza Remastered Collection, developed by Ryu Guy, fuckers, Ryu Guy, Go Gotoku Studios, and published by Sega for the Xbox One and PC at Alvio on Thursday the twenty eighth. Then we have Tohu, developed by Fire Art Games and published by the Irregular Corporation for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC. And that'll be on the 28th Thursday. Then we have Bonkies, developed by Studio Gauntlet and published by Crunching Koalas for the PS4 and Xbox One, Switch, and PC for the 29th on Friday. And finally, I think this is fine. Yes, it is finally. Gods Will Fall, developed by Clever Beans and developed and published by Deep Silver for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC for Friday the 29th of January. And that is all the games we have coming out this week. That's an impressive list, Ed. Yes, it is. I, I'm, I'm kind it's of... A sh- it's a shame there's not one goddamn game on there that I'm interested in. I say, I say it's, it's a shit list, but it's an impressive <laughs> list nonetheless. Because, I mean, it's like it's good to see games are coming back into the, um, you know, into the fold. I mean, just how many games are coming out this this week is just great because i mean like i mean i know i know there's a there's seasons that we don't get much in games because of you know summer they don't really publish too many and they're pushing more for the winter um you know holiday season kind of thing but like especially in this time of age like with with covid going on and all it's it's great to see that the 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 numbers are are uh, uh are getting up there i mean i just wish they were <laughs> healthier titles <laughs> but yeah uh, I, yeah it is it's like, oh, here's a bunch of stuff that you might be interested in and here, but you don't know anything about them. I mean, the big thing this week was um, they had the demo for the new Resident Evil game, Village. It came out, but it's only demos only available on the PS5, <sighs> like, um, which, OK, fine. It means the machine's powerful enough to run it, which is nice and all. Mm. And I also heard too that the demo is looks looks great. Um, it's about twenty minutes long, and it doesn't it doesn't spoil anything about the game, which I which I appreciate on a on a on a player a player level. I don't want to play a demo and then it winds up being like the first twenty minutes of the actual game. Mm-hmm. This is a there they say it's kind of like a a prologue or prequel to the actual game. It's not. 
the characters that you see it might be in there, might not be in there, because they're making a big deal about this very tall um, vampire woman in the game. Um, but I don't think she is in the actual game itself. I think she's just in the demo. Don't hold me to that. I don't know much about it because uh-huh. I don't have a PS5. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm not really too big on the jumps on the on the scary games. I used to be when I was younger, and then at one point I just got tired of them. I'm like, eh, you know what? I'm just not just not feeling it. I want to relax while I'm playing a video game. I don't want to have my heart racing and my palms are sweaty, knees weak, mom's spaghetti. You know, the whole I don't want to be sitting there just like. Oh my God! Is something gonna jump out of me? Oh my God! I don't, I don't, I don't need that kind of trauma in my life. <laughs> you know, I just want to be able to kind of walk around and do stuff, and maybe get into a couple fights, and you know, maybe save the galaxy, or just you know, the person I love. I don't know. What I don't need is jump scares. We're going boo! I'm gonna tear you apart. Blah. I, I don't need it. Just don't. <laughs> no, sir. Not for me. <laughs> no, thank um, you. And I don't know, like, I mean, I do know that traditionally they call it quarter two, which is the spring slash summer months. Not a lot of games come out. It's always the third and fourth quarters, like, you know, the fall and winter, obviously, for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then the beginning of the year, because you're supposed to have new games, because everyone got, you know, new systems or gift cards. So, like, let's throw it out. But the only really the only AAA title that seems to be coming out this month is Hitman 3. You know, um, there's no other real big names coming out. Mm. February, February, there's a couple. I think that there's a, um, <clears throat> I think it's the Mario, uh, 3D Mario All-Stars. There's a, there's a, a Mario game coming out next month. Um, that's, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Like, some of the other big games, like Far Cry 6, which is supposed to come out this year, got pushed back to an undetermined day. Um, they did give an announcement for for Resident Evil. That was it's in May. There's a Pokemon uh, Snap game coming out, which mm. it comes out in April. Stacy was really interested in that, so I'll probably, you know, that I'll, I might have, like, a pseudo-review on that. And my review will be like, so I watched Stacy play it. Because the game doesn't really, you just you're on an island and you take photos of Pokemon's. That's really, you're like a wildlife photographer. Yeah, okay. You know, Stacey's like, I don't see the problem with that. I'm like, I don't. If that's your thing, that's your thing. I'm like, I'm gonna walk around the island. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool. There's a part of me that has to have to let go and be like, Ed, I'm gonna love this game because as a person who's a, a fanatic about wanting to get 100% completion on stuff and looking under every rock if I if you give me an island and here Sean your whole objective on this island is to get collectibles have at it I, I don't you don't see what the problem is but just for whatever reason I just can't I'm like yeah so you just walk around and go oh look there's a Pokemon in the water taking a bath I'm gonna take a photo of it there you go yay <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know I'm, I'm hoping there's more to a story than just go around with a camera and taking photos of it and the guy you trying to travel in what I call is a moving pokeball it's like a the ball from Jurassic World you kind of it's got headlights and it, I think it, it's like a sub and it also rolls around on the ground 
to help you find and hunt and track your Pokemon. Like I said, I'm going to say it's pr- interesting, but I don't know if I could if I could play a whole game of that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm just trying to think what else is any, any other big games. I, no other real like stand out. Like, ooh, this is going to be a good year for gaming. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out come close to the holidays, I guess. But that seems like a weird thing to say, considering we're at the end of January and we're going, yeah, let's see what happens when Christmas comes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, right now, let's let's just get systems back in stores, because I can't tell you how many people are calling me going, hey, uh, do you have the PS5? What's the odds of getting an Xbox One? What are the odds of getting a PS5? Are you guys getting any in store? Like, no, no, and no. Huh. You know, I'm, I'm usually just like, you're going to find it online. Oh, well, you think? I'm like, yeah, I can think so, because I tell you, my company told me about 20 minutes ago that they're going to put them online in about 10 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, start looking now. I can't guarantee you they're going to be in stock, but go ahead. You know, like, it seems to be kind of like the the uh, loads I've been lifting this week at work. It's been, hey, we're going to we're gonna restock, but don't tell anybody and when you, if someone does ask at this time, let them know you can't do it in the store. It has to be just solely through our website. But don't tell them because if we tell them and we're sold out, we look like the bad guy. That's like so. Then why bother saying anything at all? All right. Just just put them up there, and just let you know let the shit fall where it lays. Then you know, like if you if you're going to tell me that you're going to restock somewhere. But then you tell me, don't tell anybody, why tell me in the first place? Right. You know, because what's going to happen is I'll get a bunch of phone calls going, oh, do you, I heard you guys restocked. Did we? Because I didn't hear it. Plausible deniability. Right. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. No, or, or it's, um, I get some phone calls, oh, so I heard, you know, that you were going to be re- restocking today. Um. Well, we're going to be restocking online, not in stores. I'm not going to see one in my store. Well, according to this, you know, according to this, what I saw on the internet, and I, I legitimately told somebody, "Did you read the article? Because the article tells you something different than the headline." What do you mean? Okay, it's going to say we're restocking, right? Yeah. Did you read the article? Why should I? Well, because the article tells you that it's going to be on on the website, not in stores. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid they didn't read a thing. If you would have read it, it would have saved both of us a bunch of time. <laughs> you know, I don't need your, I don't need your just this assumption like, oh, if it's a headline, it must be true. Right. <sighs> you're right. You're right, sir. It's, yes, it's exactly correct. <laughs> the internet tells the truth all the time. It is a truth machine. Everyone's getting restocked. Everyone, and and you'll get a you'll get a PS5, and I'll get a PS5, and your neighbor will get a PS5. Everyone's going to get a PS5. But you know what I can tell you? They didn't make five thousand of them. You know, so how about you stop falling for the old? Oh, I had to pay a thousand dollars for my PS5 or my Xbox. Why would you do that? There's no need to do that. They'll be there. Just be patient. That seems what the the real problem is. Is that People just don't want to wait. Right. It's like, I, I want it, and I want it now. It's like, well, that's great. I would love to have that, too, but unfortunately, we don't have it. Well, how come? 
<sighs> because I said so. I, I don't. I don't know. Stop. Stop judging. <laughs> <laughs> but because because of all that, like I said, only one real AAA title came out, and that was um, Hitman Three. Yes. Which I actually have a review on Ed. Okay. I love the Hitman series, Ed. It's a 20-year-old series, and I love it. Ed? Yes. I also hate the Hitman series. <laughs> I, 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 we, I, we have a very, very, very Love-hate relationship. relationship. <laughs> it's a very weird relationship I have with, the, with this series. Um, like I said, the series is 20 years old, but this is Hitman 3 because they've had they kind of rebooted the series and also gave it a three-game arc. So this would be the final chapter in this arc. Um, now, on here's some pluses and minuses on the technical side. Okay. If you buy if you buy Hitman Three, I suggest find a copy of Hitman One and Two because if you uh, um, if you have them. All the levels from those two games get uploaded into the third one, so you can actually play the entire, the entire three-game arc in this one game, um, which was nice because I had when I played Hitman Two, I had the Hitman One games, the well levels, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. They weren't they were imported they were imported in um, in the second one, so when I started the third one. I had this moment where I have all of hit the first Hitman levels, but I don't have Hitman Two levels. Mm-hmm. That was easily rectified by you know. Luckily, we had a copy at work, so I brought it home, threw the disc into, into the my PS4, and lo and behold, after everything loaded up, I started Hitman Three, and they're like, "Hey, you have all these levels. They're all now upgraded free for Hitman 3 I'm like, "Yay!" <laughs> so I can now play the entire. Arc, which theoretically is six and six is 12, 18, thank you, 18, 18 different levels because there's six levels on each episode or each game. Um, so it's it's nice, but I always try to, um, when I play the games, I want to try to do as much as I possibly can because, again, we talked about it, I'm a completionist. Right. The problem, the problem is with these levels are is that after you play it through once, they go, okay, well, here's 20 different things you could do in this level, and I want to do all 20 of them. So I wound up replaying the levels over and over and over and over again to the part where I'm like three hours, four hours in playing the same level over and over again. So by the time I get maybe two, three, maybe four levels in I'm, um, or maps in, I'm kind of burned out. And I always try to tell myself, you know what, Sean, just stick to the plot. Just stick with the plot. Don't don't stray. Just follow the story because the story is actually really, really good. Right. Um, and it is a story that you do get all three parts of when you see them all put together. Kind of like, you know, it, it, it's a really good, cohesive story. It's not a story that you've never seen before. Um, you know, you're a hitman, um, brainwashed, then spoiler not everything you everything you've been taught is kind of a lie. Oh my goodness, big shocker! Uh, and then you go and turn on the people who made you what you are. Uh, again, not a big heavy, big not a big shocker of a plot there. Um, there's a couple of twists and turns because it wouldn't be there wouldn't be um, a good spy, an espionage spy 
game if there wasn't a dun 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 couple moments. Right. Um, but I mean, for the most part, I'm I'm enjoying it. I actually am sticking with the plot this time. I do. I out of the six maps, I did four so far. Um, so I got two more before I could finally go back and go say so yeah, I, I did. I did all of the episodes. And then we go back and try different things. Um, like the one of the levels, one of my favorite levels, I think, was the second one. I'm in this mansion and I can either just kill the person outright and find this file, or I can be there's a murder mystery happening at the mansion and I could, you know, knock out the, the inspector and take his place and try to solve the murder uh, before I murder the person I'm trying to murder. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you interrogate people, you look for clues. You know, you can also have a moment where the per- your mark has an unfortunate accident. You know, this was my unfortunate accident for her was a um, family photo that she was sitting in a metal chair in front of a fountain that I caused it to leak and then short-circuited a, a, a fuse box so that she got electrocuted when the flash went off. Because, you know, I'm smart like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very wily Coyote. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the beauty part of it because it's like you can take these moments <laughs> and you could just literally walk up and shoot somebody but the problem is, is that you're a hitman. You're supposed to go in undetected. The moment you just blatantly kill somebody, a lot of people are going to be like, "Oh my god, quick, call somebody!" And then you're in the middle of a gunfight, and you don't have a lot of ammunition with you because you're supposed to be, you know, in disguise or have like a blade. It's kind of hard when you're throwing screwdrivers at people's heads. It's like, oh <laughs> shit, I only have four screwdrivers, and here comes a hundred people running at me. Like, like what? I'm literally bringing a screwdriver to a gunfight. It's it's not gonna look. It's not gonna be pretty. <laughs> it's not gonna be easy. <laughs> right. It's not. So you know you do have to. So like the way I described it, because a, a a person came in and was really interested in the game, and I flat out told them like this game isn't for you. Like I very rarely. I, sometimes I hate the fact that I am too honest when it comes to things because the guy's like oh I love action games this looks really really good and I'm like yeah it's none of that he's like what do you mean I'm like I'm playing this game and I can tell you that I spent two hours playing one level and most of it was me looking at patterns so I can get through a room you know so I don't get caught oh yeah and then I have to go kill somebody and and you you can't go in guns blazing they want you to try to figure it's a giant sandbox it's Stacy puts it um, I would say probably one of the most accurate ways of describing it. It's it's a puzzle, and you have to solve that puzzle in through different ways. But one of those ways is never just running, kicking in a door and start shooting the place up. It is a thinking. I don't want to say a thinking man's game, but it definitely makes you. You have to think tact. Um, you have to think tactics. You know, you have to be good at what you're doing. And not that I'm, I'm not good at what I'm doing. You know. Because mm-hmm. the first level, I must have took me two hours to get through it, only because I kept screwing up. You know, it's like I why can I not do this? I can't do this, and just reloading, getting killed, and going okay, I can. Because they do have auto saves, um, or you can manually, depending on how what level you pick, you can do multiple manual saves. Um, and it's it's a fun game. Um, I always liked it, but it does drive me crazy most of the time because I do get 
stuck in a like when I did the murder mystery, I already killed the lead woman. I already killed my mark, so I never was able to actually quote unquote solve the actual crime because the person I'm supposed to tell it to is the person I already killed. So it's like I did all that work, and I'm like oh, I got all the clues, but there's no payoff for me because the person I was supposed to pay it off to, I I, I electrocuted. So huh. now what I have to do is now I have to go back and replay that mission not kill the old lady, knock out the, the inspector like I did before and take over and then try to solve the murder before I kill her. And then when I do get to her face to face, I have a couple options. I don't, I can just strangle her. There's a nice little thing where I can, she's got this big um, moose, um, like antler chandelier above her mm-hmm. that I can, I'm sure I can probably drop on her and crush her that way. You know, <laughs> like a pallor huh. on a moose. Um, or I think there's a moment where I can actually take her and shove her off her balcony. Like, <laughs> just, yoink! <laughs> <laughs> just, and then just quietly leave. Um, but I think, I, like I said, I've always enjoyed the series. And I'm not going to lie, I am really enjoying it. I'm actually kind of very happy with the fact that I only have two more levels left before I'm finished the story. Because I never get to finish them. I, the, I always kind of start and then end and then when I started playing the second one I watched I, I basically I watched the cutscenes of to make sure like you know YouTube think one of the good things about YouTube is that gamers will put all the cutscenes together as a movie yeah so I was able to kind of watch all the cutscenes from the second one to kind of go oh, okay this is where we are in the third one why this is happening and who that person is and gotcha I'm in I'm all for it I love it I'm in you know, and now I'm like, okay, well, I got two episodes left, two two maps left, and then I can go back in and start try doing all the wacky stuff. You know, go back in and really dive into the actual game itself. So, on a scale of one to five, truthfully, I'll, I'll give it about a three and a half. Hmm. You know, I enjoy the game, but you have to have. I, I always kind of feel like you have to be the right kind of gamer to enjoy the Hitman series, because. You can't, like I told this guy, like if you enjoy running around and shooting and just killing everything that you can get your hands on, I, this game ain't for you. If you like the slow burn of a of a explorative open world map, you know, even though it's a small map, it's still you get to do almost everything. You get to, you know, put on different, you know, infiltrate different areas. It's like, it's very cerebral. Is, is I can try different can lipstick and try different nail yeah. polishes. Right. You can. <laughs> like, I think, like, on one level, I was, I walk in, go in my normal clothes, and I became a uh, dumpling cook. Then I became a CIA agent. And then I became a, um, a security guard. A lot of security guards in this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then uh, my, I think my favorite, besides the, um, the murder mystery one, there's a nice one in Berlin where I'm in, an, in, a, in a club and I get to actually be the DJ and I have to figure out it's, and he's got a mask on he's got a mask on and he looks ridiculous but he's out there in the middle of, like in, on the stage and I'm like what a weird scenario you're a hitman who's standing on a stage with a mask on playing techno music for a light show and waiting for the right time for the light show to really begin and then try to find a way to kill two of the people in the room you know, and get away with it because you're now in a crowded room. You know, <laughs> it's like, all right, I can, how do I, the, 
what's the best way and there's you know then and that one is got multiple different ways because while you're there you're only supposed to kill you're kind of like a rogue agent and you have these other hitmen or not hitmen but like cia agents in the same area and there's like 10 of them but you only have to kill half of them before they leave but you can it doesn't matter which ones you kill just you gotta kill five so you can either kill the same five over and over again or try to mix and match because then after every level it gives you like a rating going oh sean you did it in this amount of time these are the things these are the objectives that you completed and each of those objectives have a total of experience points and then after you get done that level it, it basically ticks off you did this 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 is your final score for the this is your final score for the level let's see how you did with the with against your friends who might be playing the game or how you did against the rest of the world that's playing this game where do you fall online like like you know when you look at number one and the person did a level in 30 seconds because he he took he found all the shortcuts and unlocked it and then you're looking you're like in the 900,000 area I'm going ooh I got a way to go Uh plus also he could have also played it in like super duper hard mode which you get more experience points for for, because obviously the more difficult it is the more rewards you reap you know right and then of course like after you go back you go okay because you did this you can wear you can go replay it again but now you've unlocked all these different spots you now can start here you can start here and then you can have a person drop off a mash tash state case which could have some weapons in there that you can get to because you couldn't bring weapons to you in the beginning. It's, you know, like I said, it's a puzzle. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's kind of, it's relaxing, as weirdly as it sounds, to kind of wander through a crowd of people and try to figure out how I'm going to do it. Um, I, what, I did, what I do like about this one, though, they did change something, and I, I don't know if they did it for the other ones. You can actually track your missions. They kind of give you, like, pick a storyline you can pick one of multiple storylines to get to your goal and you can pick one and they'll kind of help you along the way like they'll give you like oh you now need to do this and that's you know five meters away or 15 meters away so it gives you kind of a you can have a direction if you want to or you can just sandbox it and just wander around going what's this do or can i try this and can i do that and it makes it it's it's, again i i recommend it but it ain't for everybody, right? And that's my that's that's my spiel. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, that's what I got. I do have news. Oh. I, I I do have news, Ed. Okay. I have some. Um, you're a fan of the boys. Yeah. But you never read the comic, correct? That is correct. Okay. Well, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because there is. In the comic, there's a thing called a hero herogasm, and I will briefly tell you what herogasm is. In the world of the boys, you have all these different superheroes, and I know they didn't do, uh, they haven't touched upon a lot of superheroes in the series, but in the comic book, they can kind of flesh out that this is a world of superheroes, all of different races, religions, creeds. You have your teenage superheroes, you have your adult superheroes, you have your mutants, you have your freaks, geeks, all that kind of stuff. And just like um, Infinity War, where you have all these different standalone movies, they all come together in one big movie. Mm-hmm. So in in the comic book world, we have those things too. 
um, I know you know that, but I'm explaining for the people who don't know that. Right. Um, you know, like there's these big giant crossovers that happen every year. Um, and it happens in the world of the boys as well, where something comes up and all the heroes are needed to go off world to save the universe in some way, shape or form. That's the story that gets told to the media. So us regular folk think they're out there saving the world. What they're really doing is they have that um, the company who basically makes a serum that made all the superheroes, Faust, I think. Um, mm. They have Vought. they own an island. Yeah, Vaught. Yeah, they own an they own an island where all the superheroes go, and they have basically a hedonism where it's nothing but sex, drugs, rock and roll. Yeah, it, it's basically a lack of a better term, earmuffs, a fuck fest. <laughs> you know, okay. Um, if you remember the first, um, the first season where Huey's going through this bar and there's like naked people and mm-hmm. there's like this, just, just imagine that except a whole island. It's it makes Epstein look like a kindergarten class. <laughs> you know, apparently it is nothing but just anything you could think of. So the reason why I'm bringing that up is ultimately they're actually. Eric Kripke, the showrunner for The Boys, has confirmed Herogasm for season three. Okay. Um, it, this is a quote from from him, from his Twitter feed. From day one, everyone dared me to make this episode. Challenge met, motherfuckers. And it is episode... <laughs> it is episode... 306, so it's going to be the sixth episode, Herogasm, written by Jessica Chow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and actually, the boys' Herogasm was and actually a six-issue spinoff published separately from the main series and served as a Garth Enos and artist John McCrenna's send-up of the annual comic book crossovers. Um, just to let you know, the plot of the comic book the story begins with Homelander announcing that he and his fellow heroes are leaving Earth to fight an alien menace, but unbeknownst to the public, the soups are really headed to an island resort where the titular event is happening. Uh, there they take part of a debaucherous weekend filled with gratuitous sex, drug use, which the boys must infiltrate to find new dirt on Vault. So, of course, the TV version is bound to make a few changes from the original storyline, but it should be fun to see how Amazon lets the show producers get away with it. Uh, it also looks like Herogasm marks the series debut of writer Jessica Chow, who previously worked on Netflix's Woo Assassins. <clears throat> um, Herogasm isn't the only thing that fans of The Boys have looked forward to when the show returns. Uh, last year, Kripke revealed that season three will also introduce the seven ri- the Seven's rivals in Payback, another superhero team. Um, just so you know, in the comics, that team is led by Soldier Boy, who will be played by Jensen Eccles on the TV show. So, apparently, the production starts sometime next month, and Amazon Prime hasn't shared a release date for the new episodes. But I'm thinking, you know, fall, winter this year, which will be nice. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking, looking forward. Yeah, to it. I'm looking forward to it. I I can't wait. Uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter what they give me. It's just you know, it's it's. It, it, 
it's kind of like what you really want in a superhero show in a way <laughs> the darkness of it and how deep it is and all and it's just it, it's it's it really really is good i mean i know some people don't like it but it's just like it's it, it's like what really super like it's like you can't believe that those superheroes wouldn't be like, you know, using their powers for advantage and, you know, and, and that kind of thing. Right. Or, yeah. It's the standard absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the way I always thought of it. Like if you could get away with anything because no one could stop you because you can lift trains and buses and you would need a, you would need strong moral code for you not to try to do shady shit. Right. And, and as as nice and as good as I think everyone, I do always think that everyone says that they would never ever go down the path of darkness. I think all those people are liars. <laughs> I think that if you could get away with something, nine times out of ten people would actually make the attempt. Mm. You know, especially if you know that you can get a hundred percent get away with it, and no one's going to blink an eye, and no one's going to you know be like, look, you think. If you could steal a dollar out of a tip jar and with no one seeing, I believe people would take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's got a moment where they just go, yeah, I would cross that line. You know, and I think that that if you think otherwise, I think you're you're lying to yourself. That's, you know, hey, that's me. <laughs> Welcome to Geeksters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, what else we got here, Ed? Um... I'm going to – do you remember – okay. I'm going to – remember the movie Young Guns? Yes. Okay. With Amelia Vestavez. Amelia Vestavez, Phillips. Vestavez Keeper Sutherland. It was basically a, 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 a basic um, – Ocean's Eleven set in the wild, wild west. Yeah. It's all – all guys, um, they're gunslingers. I mean, Emilio Estevez played Billy the Kid. Um, I forget, you know, I have to look because I, I kind of, I know we're talking about it. And I remember seeing, loving the first one. I think the second one was okay. I remember the second one had John Bon Jovi in a very small cameo. <laughs> That's because he did the uh, soundtrack for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, because everyone loved Wanted Dead or Alive. And because he's a cowboy on a steel horse, apparently that gave him the right to do a soundtrack to Young Guns, which, full disclosure, I think I probably bought. I know I bought it. I just don't have it anymore. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm a product of, of my time. <laughs> Young Guns was 1988, by the way. Wow. Um, so... You had Emilio Estevez as William H. Bonney, better known as Billy the Kid. Kiefer Sutherland was Doc Sherlock. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips was Chavez E. Chavez. Uh, uh, Charlie Sheen was Dick Brewer. Uh, Dermot Maroney was Dirty Steve Stevens. Uh, Casey Sezumisco, which was Charlie Baudry. Um, I was trying to think who was chasing after him. Somebody else. Terrence Stamp was in it. Jack Palance was in it. Terry O'Quinn was in it. The cast was crazy, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was popular enough to get a sequel, uh, Young Guns Two. Yeah. Um, uh, you and it was again everyone else who was the bigger. Gar- uh, William Peterson was Pat Garrett. 
so you had Christian Slater was in it this time as Arkansas Dave Rudabaugh. <laughs> <laughs> James Colburn was in it. I mean, it was Vigo Mortensen was in it. Well, that's weird. I didn't know that. It's, it's how long it's been since I've seen this, seen the movies. Um, but the reason why you're like, Sean, why are you bringing up? That was 1990, yeah. by the way. Okay. You're like, why Why are you bringing all this up? Because they're called Young Guns. What's that got to do now? Ed, according to MovieWeb, Young Guns 3 is happening with Emilio Estevez and original writer John Fusco. <laughs> really? Right. No way. <laughs> now, for those... I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna spoil some movies here because Emilio Estevez plays Billy, uh, Billy the Kid. Um, it does kind of fall down the they at the end of the second one. They had kind of like the gang was in a very um, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid kind of moment where they're trapped in a house, surrounded, and the only way they can get out is by shooting their way out, and not a lot of them made it. In fact, even Emilio Estevez's character wasn't really... I think he might have made it out. Maybe. It was kind of questionable. You know? But I'm a, I guess they're going, you know, no, I guess he made it. I, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, John Fusco, who wrote both of them, by the way, has teased that a third movie is finally in the works with Emilio Estevez returning as Billy the Kid. Uh, taken to Twitter, Fusco revealed poster artwork for a movie called Young Guns 3 alias Billy the Kid. <laughs> in, the ca- in the caption, the screenwriter announces that he's working with Estevez on bringing Young Guns 3 to life to turn the cult classic movie series into a trilogy. <laughs> now, I'm looking at this movie poster and it looks like it's a very rough drawing, so I'm uh, I don't know if it's designed to look that way, but I don't... All right. And what's weird is that it says... here On his Twitter, he has... You know how like, you want to do the at so-and-so, at so-and-so, to let him, like, you know, to tag them? Yeah. He has at Lou Diamond Phillips, at Real Kiefer, I'm assuming it's Kiefer Sutherland, Christian Slater, I don't know who EW is, uh, Head Geek 666 Vincent D'Onofrio... Pratt, 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 which is Chris Pratt, and I don't know who the regulator is. So, uh, he says, Emilio Estevez and I are excited to be collaborating on this continuation of the Billy the Kid saga, and you're going to love where it goes. (laughs) (laughs) He also tweeted, uh, Fusco also tweeted an image of himself alongside Estevez filming Young Guns 2 to further tease the upcoming sequel. In the caption, he writes, Me and Emilio on the Mexico border in 1989 discussing a scene during the filming of Young Guns 2. At the end of the shoot, he gave me his 1881 Colt Lightning. Guess I will need to give that back to him. No surrender for Billy the Kid. Uh... This is this is this is many a slip twixt the cup and the lip. William H. Bonnie, I don't know, reads the follow-up tweet from Fusco along with another Im- image of Emilio. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ed, we're going to get a sequel to 
a movie that was officially 21 years ago? 1990? Yeah. 31 years ago. 30, 30, yeah. 31 years ago. I really should have remembered Stacey's all yelling at me because what year was I born? How old am I? (laughs) 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 She. She's right. Yeah, it's gonna be a thirty-one-year-old movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really don't know what to make of this because I'm like, I think I I saw the first one. I remember seeing the first one. I don't remember seeing the second one. I ha- actually have it on DVD, believe it or not, to do because it's in a four-pack. Some other movies that I just bought it was like cheap. I was like, ah, you know what? I like this movie. <laughs> I want to get this movie for a reason, and and then. Young Guns 2 was in it. So I'm like, all right, well, I have Young Guns 2. So I might have to watch it just to go, oh, okay. Because <laughs> it's like, it's 31 years. I mean, of course, like, it depends on when the, uh, when it'll be released, too. <laughs> right. I mean, well, also, keep in mind, too, I mean, I guess Estevez, Emilio is trying to make a comeback of some sort, or he's been persona non grata lately. I mean, I haven't seen him in a while, but apparently he's also planning to make a return and an in the Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney Plus this year. Yeah, I did so, hear that. So Emilio is coming back in a big bad way. He's uh, resurged. He's he's uh, all right. Get ready for another flying V, I guess. Or we may well just walk in, hand on, hand it off to somebody else, and go collect his check and leave. Unless he's going to be in every episode. I don't know. Um, but I mean, maybe he needs money. I mean. <laughs> maybe Charlie Sheen wiped them out. I don't know. <laughs> well, you, well, I mean, okay, you got Emilio, Charlie, and their father Martin. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't see any of them really hurting. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it very odd. Like, really, after thirty-one years? I mean, I guess, I guess everything that's old is new again. I, I don't know. There's somebody out there who doesn't know anything about Billy the Kid or about that time. I just don't know if in a world of superheroes and space epics, I mean look, if if people really like, you know, Wild Wild West, maybe the Little Ranger would have been more successful. You know, maybe uh this Magnificent Seven would have been really you know, would have made more money. I don't know. I, I just a lot of people are going. I don't know who that is. Is that the person from the Mighty Ducks? Like, you know, like I just, I just don't know. Like, a part of me, Stacy just raised her hand. That's all she knows. Emilio Estevez is is you know Coach Bombay. Yeah, that's it. You know, like I'm just kind of like I'm like it's, it's Charlie Sheen's brother. Why is his name Sheen? Why is it? I'm like because. Because Charlie Sheen's really real name is Carlos Est, uh, you know, Estevez. No, yeah, Martin Sheen is their dad, and and no, <laughs> like if this is when you know famous people change their names to become famous because no one would hire a, a, a person of Latin with a Latin name. Yeah, so they changed. Except Emilio. Emilio was very very adamant about keeping his name, but that's fine. He could just say, oh, "My dad's Martin Sheen." And everyone's like, "Oh, well, come on in, Mister Estevez." You know. We got the perfect role for you, and you know, here, here you can be the, you can be the jock in Breakfast Club, you know. Oh, that is who that is. Stacy, just did you hear her? Uh-huh. I don't know. She, she's like, oh, that is who it is. 
Yes, he was part of the. He was part of the brat pack, sweetheart. Saint <laughs> 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 Elmo's Fire. My one of my favorite movies he's in, and I don't think anyone's ever really seen it. It's called Men at Work. It's him and Charlie Sheen, yes. and they play garbage men. And I love that movie. It is funny. <laughs> Coppers it's, clap. It's, it is. It's it's great. I can't. It's definitely like if if you haven't seen it, find it. You know. In fact, sidebar. Guess where I saw it's five dollars on Hulu today. What? Hudson Hawk. <laughs> the, I'm like it's five dollars. I love that movie. Is it's 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 one of my favorite. It's it's one of my favorites. Early Bruce Willis. You know. Every time I think it's 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 early Bruce singing Willis. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's around the time when he put out his album, right? I think at the right, yep, the Return of Bruno album. You know, he's singing on Moonlight and he comes out with Hudson Hawk and it's a flop. I love that movie though. I can't you can everyone can hate it. I will always love it. I don't know. I just would you like to swing on a star? Uh, carry moonbeams home in a jar. Like, every time I hear, I every time I think of that song, I think of that movie. <laughs> I'm talking myself into spending five bucks tonight. I know it. Someone's gonna, gonna spend five bucks and watch Hudson Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> since, we're t- since we're talking old movies. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I wonder if they'll get Bon Jovi to come back to the sound. And can you really call it Young Guns at this point now? Isn't it like middle age old guns? Ancient guns. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. Just can't unless un, unless he's telling. I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna do it. It's, <laughs> I just don't know where you're gonna go with that story. You know, I just, unless you're gonna spend it's it's a three hundred million dollar movie because they're gonna. Age everybody, because <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Like it's like it's like thirty-one years. I mean, it's like what? Is, I mean, yes, it's got to be what in the sixties now. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know if he's in his sixties. That's that's almost insulting. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Um, <laughs> Emilio Estevez. He's fifty-seven. Oh. No, so, oh no, no. Stacy said, "I thought Stacy was looking it up." I know. No, she she yelled out fifty-seven. I'm like, he's fifty-seven. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was born May twelfth. Look at that, so close to my birthday, nineteen sixty-two. So that would make him fifty-three, fifty-eight years old. Fifty-eight. Yep. Fifty-eight years old. Huh? Fifty-seven. Right. He doesn't. He's fifty-seven. So Stacy Stacy blindly threw a dart and hit the right number. <laughs> no, he's fifty-eight. If, if it may this May he'll be fifty-nine. Right. Two days after my birthday, he'll turn fifty-nine. Fifty-eight. Fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. I'm looking. I'm looking on Wikipedia. Wikipedia gives the age, and he says it's oh, okay. He's fifty-eight. Because right. <laughs> in 2022 <laughs> he'll be sixty. Right. 2021 okay. is the year we're in, so he'll be fifty-nine. So now let's go. Kiefer Sutherland was born 1966, so if you bring him back, he's in his 50s. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, uh, he's got to be old. I think he's the oldest of the bunch. 1962, so he's as old as, in fact, his birthday's uh, coming up. It's February. So he's in his 50s. Uh, 
Uh, Charlie Sheen, which wasn't on the list, but I mean, he's 65. <laughs> I mean, no, he was born in 1965. Um, 55. Let's see. Yeah, so if I do Young Guns 2, and let's get Christian Slater, because how old is Christian? He's got to be about our age, yeah. I think. 1969. So, yeah, all right. I older mean, than us. Yeah, I mean, a little bit older than us. I mean, it's just still, Ed, I mean, I mean, think about it. Do you have any urge to hop on a horse and start shooting six pistols, you know, in the dust? You know, like, no, I don't. I don't. I just don't have it. I just, I just, really? I mean, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I think Kiefer's a great actor. I think they're all really good actors, and I would probably give it a shot. I just don't. It's it's like hey, it's the Expendables in the Wild Wild West. So it's like, oh, hey, remember we used to be teen heartthrobs. Now we're gonna get back together and we're gonna be called Young Guns Three. No, no, you're not. Stop well, lying. Here, here's the thing: the real <laughs> Billy the Kid died when he was 22. Right, Billy the Kid died when he was 22. Guess what? Guess 21 what? 22. So, so you go. <laughs> he's gonna be fifty-eight. He's fifty-eight. Right. So it's like, yeah, he's he's, up, he's, he's t- the retiree. <laughs> he's almost three times his age when he died. Right. Right. Uh, Billy the Billy the midlife crisis. <laughs> the midlife crisis. <laughs> he's gonna get himself a young Mustang. You know, <laughs> just riding through town. <laughs> it's gonna be dating young concubines. Just, you know, <laughs> uh, all all his friends tell him to slow down. You know, he's got himself a little beer gut and he's bald and trying to remember. You know, wondering why he's he can't. You know, shoot the shoot a quarter in midair anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Here you'll find him working at a circus. <laughs> this is Billy the Kid here. You're more like Billy the Old Man. What you say, boy? <laughs> He's got the horn to his ear. Why? 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 What are you trying Why? to say to me? You young whippersnappers, I'll take you out in high noon. We'll draw. I had to get back before four. That's why I go to bed. <laughs> Be noon because that's the only time they me go out for my walk. Speaking of old things, Ed. Yes. The Muppet Show is finally coming to the Disney Plus. <laughs> yes. February thirteenth, I think. Right. I I couldn't be happier. For multiple reasons. Number one, it's all seasons, finally. Yes. I think I have season one and season two, maybe season three, on on DVD. Yeah, because that's all they released, was the first three seasons on, on right. DVD. Because there were because season four has Mark Hamill, art, it's, it's 1977, so it's Star Wars. I think it's Empire, actually, during Empire. Because they have pigs in space... Luke, you know, R2, 3PO, there's a whole big thing going on. Right. And they just, because 20th Century Fox owned it and the Muppets were completely different, it was, it's it's been tied up in legal battles forever. 
I'm assuming now at this point since Disney was like, you know what, the only way we're going to get this is we buy everybody. Now that they own all the rights to everything Star Wars at this point, I think, they can go, fuck it, we're going to do what we want to. We're going to put all of them up a show back on, and only way can get it, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, on Tuesday, this past week, Disney announced that all five seasons of The Muppet Show will be coming to the streaming service next month. Uh, fans have been hoping to see The Muppet Show on Disney Plus at some point, given that some of its episodes have been hard to find over the years. They'll finally get a chance to stream the full series on DV- on Disney Plus on Friday, February 19th. Oh, 19th. 19th, yes. Which is the Variety Series first debuted in 1976 and featured a horde of beloved celebrity guests. Stars that appeared on Muppet Show include Steve Martin, Mark Hamill, Julie Andrews, Liza Minnelli, Elton John, Ellis Cooper, Bernadette Peters, Diana Ross, Gladys Knight, and Gene Kelly. You know, it's kind of a bum. They could have thrown Vincent Price in there. It's one of my favorite episodes. Right. <laughs> um, and here's a quote. It's going to be a it's going to be great to welcome back longtime fans and to give a new generation of fans a chance to see how we got our start. Now, Miss Piggy, now how Miss Piggy became a star and so much more, Kermit the Frog said in his statement. <laughs> <laughs> Today I'm proud. It's time to play the music, light the lights, and meet the Muppets on Disney Plus tonight. <laughs> as, for Stantler, as for Statler and Wardorf, the two old guys in the balcony, I can only add, sorry guys, but here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Disney Plus has become a hub for Muppet content since launched late 2019. Uh, the streamer already plays uh, plays home to many of the Muppet films, including Muppet Treasure Island and the Muppet Christmas Carol, probably one of the better Christmas Carol movies out there. Uh, last year saw the new series, uh, the new series Muppets Now. So if you're looking forward to bringing every season of the Muppet Show when it arrives in next month, uh. I'm excited, but I, here's the problem. A lot of the people who are on that show are dead. <laughs> a lot of the people on that show are dead. So, I, <laughs> I mean, like, okay. That's a problem, I don't understand. <laughs> because here's the problem. You're going to introduce, you're going to sit down your kid. And you're going to go, this is what I used to watch when I was your age. And they're going to be like, who is that person? I don't know who Vincent Price is because there's nothing around that and that I could show him except maybe for Sleepy Hollow or Edward Scissorhands. Like, that's the guy who – that's Edward Scissorhands' dad. You know, but I would have to let my kid watch Edward Scissorhands. Now, I would and Stacy would, but there's some parents out there who just won't. Um, but – I, no one. I don't think anyone knows who Bernadette Peters is. I mean, sure, Elton John, Liza Minnelli—they probably know those people. Alice Cooper. You know, I know Ozzy's on one in episode two. Mm-hmm. You know, which is funny thinking that Ozzy Osbourne, that Ozzy Osbourne too of the seventies, is anyway. Is it? You know, I, to my part is like, how fucking high was he when he was recording that? Because I'm sure that he was on something while he was. Probably, I'm going to have to look again. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, really? What, was he? I don't remember him on the Muppet Show. So I, I thought I, I could swear Ozzy Osbourne was on there. Once. It was just the Mandela effect. Maybe you know what? Maybe it is the Mandela effect. I'm shit. If there was only some way I could find that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, it was I'm looking. Now you had me. I'm. I just was. I uh, was Ozzy Osbourne. Osbourne. <laughs> oh, oh, I thought it was gonna pop up on the Muppet Show. On the M U P P. Um, let's see. Ozzy Osbourne Muppet Wiki fandom. Oh, let's see. Oh, no. I don't think he was. In 1994, he recorded a version of Born to be Wild with Miss Piggy for Kermit Unplugged. <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if that helps. He appeared um, alongside <laughs> Kermit the Frog at the Golden Jubilee for Queen Elizabeth II in 2002. Right. <laughs> Apparently, he sung Yakety Yak, Take It Back, uh, PSA that aired on Sesame Street. <laughs> but it looks like he has not officially been on the TV show. No. So maybe I do have a Mandela effect going on with me. Okay, because uh, I thought that was right. like, I'm like, yeah, there was no way 70s Ozzy was going yeah, to be on no the Muppets. Way. But it's weird 70s Alice Cooper was. You, but, you, but you know what? Like, to me, I, and I hate to say this because, you know, especially especially for Alice, he was like, it was like a character and it was like more of a, it wasn't as scary, you know, like, Right, he was very theatrical. He wasn't like biting heads off of things. Right. You know, he, he just got in trouble for killing a chicken. Yes. <laughs> I mean, accidentally threw a chicken into a fan and it shit happens. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm, I think I do remember him bringing the snake on the show. <laughs> yeah. But it was like, you know, it was, it, I, I think he, and I, I, I think really more when, when Alice did it, it was more of like, kind of like, you know, like, like I'm for all people. I'm just, you know. Uh, yeah, adults, you know, like that's that's the idea I got anyway from it. But well, the, uh, the the thing, from my understanding, is at the time, according to historians, that show was the hardest show to get on if you were somebody famous. Like there was like a, a year waiting list to be on that show. Like it, the Muppets were huge at that time. I'm sure they. I mean, I would say they never really, you know, where they were never really unpopular. But they, you know, they have their moments where they're quiet moments, I would say. Like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I remember the Muppets. I'll watch that. It's kind of fun and cute. But, uh, you know, they're, they, I don't think they've ever been as huge as they were in the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, I do think that they still have a fan base, but just not as big as that. I don't know. Maybe. I'm, I could be I could be the me being just an old guy going, back in my day, the Muppets were huge, I tell you. Huge. <laughs> What do you got now? What do you got now? Nothing. <laughs> you name me three three shows that have fuzzy little ham puppets for entertainment hosts. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are green. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to it, though, Ed. Yeah, I mean, I I know my wife and I. We watched. Well, I think we were first were dating, and then before, you know we got married. We we bought the first three seasons and watched like every episode of those. You know, it was just funny to watch because you know, like especially all the old stars. Like, because I mean, you know, you figured it was the late seventies when it started to the early eighties, and you know there was there was stars of like the fifties and sixties, and they were huge. You know, and and people who knew they were now now if you watch it, you're going, who's that person? You know, like. Right. Oh, they did hey, the <laughs> tonight on Muppet Show. Art Carney, yay! <laughs> Who? <laughs> you 
you know, tonight we got Danny Kaye, yay! What was the last movie he was in? Like something in 1975? Right. Yeah, or 1960. Crosby, woo! There's some, there's some, I'm like, I don't even remember who they were. I'm like, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta look that up. <laughs> yeah, there's there. I remember watching when I when I bought it. I was watching watching. Going, I don't even know who that is. Like I, that person had to. Have, I mean, if it was 1976 and that person, let's say, was big in the 50s and late 60s, I would never have any idea who that person was. It's you know, I, let me put it this way: if Elvis was alive, then he probably would have been on the show, and maybe I would have known who he was. Um, Vincent Price to me was just a guy who was in some scary black and white movies. Bernadette Peters, Steve Martin, I knew them because they were still kind of. Steve Martin was the you know, King Tut did it. He was, that was during his height. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's just uh, I remember Elton John being on because it was Elton John. You know, you, he's kind of a, like a living Muppet anyway at the time at, in those days. You know, with the the feather boas and the Donald Duck outfits and everything. Mm-hmm. So like, there was just certain characters you go, certain people you go, okay, I can see that. But then it was like, you know, I don't know. Like, I remember Louis Armstrong being on an episode. And only yeah, reason but, why I, I knew him is because he was a uh, he was a trumpet player. And then him and Kermit, they, you know, they have, because he would have his blow out his cheeks really, really big. And I remember him showing Kermit and Kermit being kind of like pseudo jealous of that because he said he couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and those like those are like little childhood memories that are locked in my head for whatever reason. Stupid. It's never going to save my life. And I'm never going to get like, what was that one episode of the Muppet Show that had a trumpet player, <laughs> Louis Armstrong? <laughs> like, I, you, may I, leave, I, you may live, son. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, like I'm, 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 I'm looking as you're talking here. Up, you know, like they had Dudley Moore, and you're going, all right. Some, some people might not because he's, he's getting up there. Um, uh, I'm trying to find some other names here. Carby Corman, uh, Rita Moreno. Okay, well, Rita Moreno might be known because she was in. I mean, some still some schools do still play um, West Side Story as a thing, so yeah. she was in that. Yeah, um, she was also on the TV show on Netflix, one the reboot of One Day at a Time. Okay, so she's still alive. I mean, as far as I know. Huh. Um, All right, like Don Knotts. How about that one? Yeah, no, no one knows who Don Knotts is. Ethel Merman? Nobody. Ethel, come on. No one knows. Nobody. No one's going to know who Ethel Merman is. Nobody. Leo. I don't even, here we go. Leo Sayer. I don't even know who he is. I have no idea who that is at all. You know, so I guarantee you when I, when I was a child and I was watching that, I didn't give a fuck who that person was. All I knew is I was hoping maybe Pigs in Space would be on, or maybe I, you know, I'd laugh at Animal or something. I don't. I, who is that person who looks like they already have one foot in the grave? Don't know. Don't care. I'm six. Give me the plushies. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, it's ridiculous. But. February 19th, we'll be able to watch all those dead people again. <laughs> uh, get nostalgic. Watch them and uh, enjoy. Um, I, but I do. I, I think that it, they are 
what you know i mean they they're the purest forms of the muppets it's a very it's mature not mature humor but definitely it was it was the place to be on sunday nights at 7 30 <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of nostalgia ed guess what i'll never guess go ahead Willy Wonka origin movie officially a go at Warner Brothers. Really? Yeah, because we all need to know how Willy Wonka got his beginning to start. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Warner Brothers is officially entering a world of pure imagination with an origin movie about the eccentric candy mogul Willy Wonka. Variety confirmed early Tuesday afternoon. Um... The, the 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 titles currently just called Wonka has been in development for quite some time, but the studio has finally decided to provide a green light with David Heyman as the executive producer. Um, he also produced the Harry Potter and the Paddington films. Okay. So while uh, while there's no plot details to report on at this time, it's widely accepted that the movie will explore Wonka's formative years. And how he became the pre- preeminent inventor of mind-blowing confections. Uh, Paddington director Paul King is attached to direct, and the screenplay was written by an American pickle scribe, Simon Rich. Um, they're looking at production eyeing September twenty as in September this year, mm-hmm. with Warner with Warner Brothers planning to release the feature in twenty twenty three. Um, no. Casting has taken place, but it's worth mentioning that Ezra Miller was previously considered for the title role, hmm. um, which was made famous by Gene Wilder in 1971's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. However, it's unclear if the Flash star is still in the running. Uh, the character was created by author Ronald Dahl and was first introduced in the iconic Candyman in his 1964 childhood children's book, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Wonka returned in 1972's Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator, which continued the story of Charlie Bucket. An impoverished young boy, thanks to his pureness of heart, ends up inheriting Wonka's factory. Uh, Tim Burton readapted the first novel in 2005 with Johnny Depp inhabiting the role of the reclusive businessman. Uh, just it should be known, however, that Netflix is also currently working on its own Wonka content with Taika Waititi writing, directing, and executive producing two animated series based on Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. One will be more of a traditional adaptation, while the second provides a wholly original take on Wonka's singing factory workers, Oompa Loompas. So, we got a whole lot of Wonka content coming your way. (laughs) Uh, yeah, um... Wow, it's too early to tell. I mean, I... I, I don't know what to say about it. It's 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 it, it's, it's moments like this where I'm just like, I. Do you they really run out of ideas? <laughs> well, it's 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 one of the one of those things where 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 you, somebody probably had this idea like years ago, like you know, and I, and I really do like I I you know because like I know it happens in a lot of places where where somebody comes up with this idea and they go, well, that's just stupid. And and they walk away from it, but it's always like sitting there in the back of their minds. And then somebody finally, they're like, "Well, they they get to a point where they're like, yeah, we made all these films. We, you know, we we can we rehash this, or you know, what 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 properties can we rehash?" 
And they go, you know, you know, what's always successful every, you know, every time there's a lot of viewership and they watch it on TV is the Wonka, you know, Willy Wonka and the Jolly Jolly and the Duck Factory and so right. on. So you go and, all right, let's 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 what, what can we do with that? Hey, you know what? I remember ta- some back way back when that somebody was thinking, let's do an origin story of Wonka. Like like what's let's get his like take of before he started his chocolate factory. Like like you know what 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 he was doing and that kind of thing and how how he ends up with that. I mean, okay, look, I kind of feel like it was a throwaway line about, like, the Oompa Loompas. Apparently, they were, you know, that's the only thing interesting about Willy Wonka's origin story is, are they going to explore how he got the Oompa Loompas? Mm. You know, I'm sure they will, but I don't think it's going to be a major plot point. I think it's going to be a throwaway thing. It's, you know, there's going to be this grand adventure and a little side adventure is going to be him rescuing the Oompa Loompas because they're probably being, you know, slave labor from the big bad that Willy Wonka has got to take down. And the fact that I have to say the big bad that Willy Wonka has to take down seems fucking ridiculous. Like, like really, who's he going to take out the gingerbread man? I think there was like, a monster they mentioned in in the book in in, in a you know in the story uh, that he that he that he did have to fight you know and it, it wasn't the big bad I, f- I forget the name of it now because it's been so long since I've I've uh, I've uh, visited those uh, that world so um, right but yeah I mean you know I, I think there is his, a, mortal, his mortal enemy the Cookie Monster <laughs> <laughs> Waka we meet again. Mm. You have cookie? <laughs> I don't get fed enough. I, it's 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 just ridiculous, you know. But you go, I mean, I mean, I think it's going to be more. Hopefully, it's more of like a, a life story and kind of like how he started. He wanted to always do chocolate or something like that, or do candy, and you know, like everybody oh, yeah, told him he you're wasn't. Gonna, you're you're going to have to find a way to throw that fantastical element into it, like. I it just it's with him and Hershey just having a throwdown in a in a what do you call it a dirty a dirty field winner take all like <laughs> you know I'll get you Wonka you have to get through me Hershey like <laughs> I draw the line here you and that Mars bar <laughs> I'm gonna take that Hershey kiss polish it up real nice turn it sideways and stick a trade up your candy ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, you know <sighs> throwing jawbreakers left and right at each other. You know, actually, you know, there's a bazooka bubble gum. They actually open it up and it folds out into an actual real bazooka. Just, you know, like I, all the wild Oompa Loompas are like his little fucking minions. Like, just, <laughs> they, and you wind up, they, you find out being like wild, savage animals, like pygmies. And you just see them just a tearing in the flesh. Like, oompa, oompa, doompity doo. That's their battle cry before they slaughter you. Huh. <laughs> you know, <Huh>. Waka! <laughs> and they just, you know, tear on a haul ass. And next thing you know, pixie sticks are getting shoved in the arteries. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just blood and violence just everywhere. How many licks does it take to get inside your skull? One, two, pop, three. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> them, them, them wearing what do you call it, the the pop rings as brass knuckles, just punching people with them. 
someone getting strangled by one of those candy necklaces. Just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you go, throws pixie dust in another person's eyes. They're like, oh my god, I can't see, you blind. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting hit, smacked in the face with one of those giant, all those giant lollipops. It's, it's, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> seeing people getting choked out in jelly beans whoppers <laughs> oh my god he's got a peanut allergy quick grab the Hershey's <laughs> quick grab the Reese's peanut butter cups throw it at him <laughs> no give him Mr. Good Bar yeah. he'll know what's good for him <laughs> you know what I'll do shove a crackle in his ass <laughs> 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 I'll break off a piece of this Kit Kat bar upside your head. <sighs> yeah, you got two Twix bars, slapping them one side on the right side, one on the left side, just squishing them in between them. Just, uh, <laughs> just, do we really need them? Do we really, do we really, really, really need a Waka origin story? Stacey's like, yes. If it's going to be like what we just described, yeah. But it's going to be something like, it's, it's, it's just, you know, he's going to go to a magical land and he's going to come across and learn something a little bit of himself. He'll probably be like a real arrogant bastard too. And, you know, and then he stumbles across this and he learns a little bit about himself and becomes humble and realizes that this gift should be given to everybody in the world and all little boys and all little girls from all around the world deserve an everlasting gobstopper. <laughs> you know, I need wallpaper that tastes like snozberries. <laughs> <laughs> I see the future. I gotta have a prick kid. <laughs> right. I see the I see the future. It's fizzy lifting drinks. Ah. <laughs> uh. now, now it has to be washed, sterilized. You lose. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, also, I got we. You mentioned it before, Halle Berry and her lack of accent. Yeah. In the um, in the what do you call it? In the X Men movies. Well, there's a little. Uh, there's also something else going on. Not still going on with um, Elizabeth Olsen with Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. Remember when you first met her in? In Ultron, in Age of Ultron, she has the very slick, very thick accent. Right. Well, and as the movies have progressively gotten more and more, her in it, she's lost that accent more and more. In fact, now she doesn't even sound like she has an accent. She's definitely put her on that that fifties housewife. Well, gee, Vision, I don't know what we're gonna do now. <laughs> like, she's definitely had, but so now it's she actually has an explanation on why she lost her accent from Age of Ultron to WandaVision. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm going to say it's believable. Um, let's see. Let's see I'm going to get to the, right to the quote. All right. She explained why Wanda's accent gradually slipped away to be replaced by a completely American accent in WandaVision. Uh, this is in a recent interview with Collider. She said, uh, this quote, the, Slo the Slovakian uh, Sokovia accent 
was created by me and Aaron and our dialect coach because it's a fake country and we could find different sources of Slavic sounds. And we wanted to make sure it didn't sound Russian because Black Widow speaks Russian. And so we just needed to sound more like Slovakian. So we created these sounds. We created these sound changes that worked for Aaron's British accent going to Slovakia. Uh, Slo- Slo- yeah, Slovakia, basically, and my American accent, so we have so that we sound related. And then all of a sudden, all these different characters had to speak it in different films. So the Slo- Sokovian accent took a lot of time. It hasn't gone anywhere. There have been reasons for everything. Uh, it it lightened up when she started living in the states, and in WandaVision, she's playing the role of being in an American sitcom. So it's not gone. Uh, it's absolutely still there. So she apparently says we... Um, Joe and Anthony Russo, who directed Captain America Civil War, which was one of the first time Wanda's accent began to slip, have put forth their own explanation for the changing accent. Um, here's what, what they said. We have intentionally tried to strip the accent away for all, for a couple reasons. One is, you'll notice at the beginning of Civil War, that Black Widow, Black Widow is training her to be a spy. And two, she's on the run, and one of the most distinguishing characteristics is her accent. Uh, so if you're going to try to disguise yourself or hide yourself or not be caught, you're going to try to limit those trigger warnings that would make it easy for someone to identify you, which would be inclusive of her accent. Hmm. That's... That's the that, that's the that's their story. They're sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I'm, good. I, I, I'm gonna say okay. That's it's plausible. Like if you if you make that kind of a commitment, you know, it, it's it's those little things that kind of you can kind of go. All right, it's like a loophole. Like you go, maybe that's just lazy acting. Maybe she just doesn't want to do the accent. Like. How people say it, like Halle Berry, in the middle of a movie, she has an accent and then doesn't have the accent. Like, maybe it's just she just decided not to put on that. Or because it was that one-time thing, she forgot what she did the previous film. Because that's possible. You know, you do an accent and then, you know, years go by and you are got to reprise that role. You go, shit, what did I do? I mean, a smart person would watch what they did last time and try to mimic Right, to, to make an improvement on this, you <laughs> know. <laughs> right. Or, like, you know, it's plausible that, okay, like, if they are supposed to be hiding and they're undercover, especially since, you know, she's partly to blame for some of the bad stuff that's happened, you know, like, especially in Civil is it Civil War? I think it's Civil War. Um, where she, you know, destroys the building, you know, yes. or, uh, yeah, it's Civil War, where the bomb goes off and she kills a bunch of people. People are going to be looking for her. So why not have to find a way to hide and cover yourself? And again, first thing that would be most noticeable of all about her would be her accent. Mm. So plausible? I don't know if I buy it 100%, though. No. What do you think, Ed? No, no I don't buy it at all. I mean, you know, it's just like you, you – I mean, like like if, if they put it in the movie where they're like, you know, I need to change my voice because, you know, of this thing, blah, 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 then I'd be like, all right, you know what? They put some forethought into it. But if we have to make that leap in logic and then they, they explain it in an interview, then, you know, then what we're getting, it's just like, nah, that's just, they, they got caught and they're like, well, this is the reason why. And, you know, right. <laughs> now that our hands were caught in the cookie jar, here's, 
you know, it just it just no, nah, it doesn't fly. Like it just it, it, it's their equivalent of I tripped and then I my dick fell in her. <laughs> you know, I'm not cheating on her. I was just tripping when I suddenly went off. Like <laughs> I don't. Sorry, you know. Like uh, all right. I mean, sure, why not? I mean, I guess it's like six of one and a half a dozen the other. You can, if it's plausible and plausible. I mean, this last episode she did. I mean, it was still there because when she started singing at the end there, the lullaby to the twins, it was definitely, she still had this, the, the Sokovian accent back. Yeah. A little bit. Not as strong as it was in the first movie. But, I mean, I guess maybe there's something there. I don't know. Uh, and there's, there's a, a logic that you can kind of go, all right, yeah, I'll let it, I'll allow it kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's thin. It's a thin excuse, but it's one you go, all right, you know what? You do have it on screen, the evidence to support that theory. Uh, all right, fine. Like, you kind of walk away kind of sulking. You go, I'll get you. Ooh, I would have gotten away with it if you had a few pesky kids kind of moment. You know, like, I thought I had you, but you just you weaseled your way out of that one with some slight facts. Fine. But just you wait. I noticed that that skin color tone wasn't all red when that vision scene <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's something I saw earlier, earlier this week. Is that like, um, oh, here's a scene of him on a swing and his arms up, and he's got the the collar, the collared sleeve on, but the you can see his skin's exposed and it's not painted. Like, oh no, the illusion has been broken. <laughs> that that this artificial character, this artificial fictional character, who was once alive, who is now dead is not what I see here. What's going on? <laughs> oh, no, whatever, however, shall I move on? It's like seeing the jeans guy in The Mandalorian. Like, oh, my whole world is crushed. The Starbucks coffee, coffee cup in Game of Thrones? Oh, my life is now ruined. I thought this was a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I like accuracy in my movie. It's like, what happened? It's like, no, no, it's not that. Uh... I, I like 100% accuracy in my fantasy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I do. <laughs> I have to say, I, like, I know, I I know you're making a joke. The lies you tell me. I, I, know, I know it's a joke, but like like stuff like that, like, you know, things were pointed out. Like, like when you see Lloyd Kaufman in Guardians of the Galaxy. It sucks you out of that movie because it's just like they couldn't put makeup on him. Like, to, like I, right. But if I didn't know who, like every, the person next to me might not know who Lloyd Kaufman is. And that person, it, it's a blink of an eye. And for whatever reason, they, they tend to go on the old Jewish guy just for like 30 seconds. I don't know why. And they move on. Me, the moment I see the old Jewish guy, I go, Lloyd Kaufman. And I'm out. <laughs> and then just for that brief moment, I know that reality is sunk in. I know who he is, what he's about, why he's there. And then the moment he goes on, I'm like, okay, now I have to set myself back in because I was traumatized by reality for a moment. Now let me go see this you know, fictional romp. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, there's a guy in jeans and a T-shirt in the background in The Mandalorian. How will I ever survive? <laughs> they're gaffes nowadays though it's it's a shame that they digitally altered it so that you know you got rid of them and a part of me is like fuck it keep them in there you know like 
Like, or, or you know what? Just do something it, it, different. I mean, even Lucas went back and you know put a sound effect on the stormtrooper that banged his head and coming through the doorway. Right. You know, like there's you can come up with something original nowadays. It's like, oh no, it's a mistake. We must digitalize it out of it. Well, why? You know, if you're going to do something, make it fancy, like that coffee cup. Make it into like a a skull or something. You know, like do something different instead of just digitally erasing it. Right. Yeah, that's me. What do I know? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I don't have millions of dollars invested in this stuff. Speaking of million dollars investments, Ed. Yeah. You and I bought a game. Yes. Earlier last year. <laughs> um, it's promising to be a big, big hit. Um, uh, Cyberpunk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they did just do a, a big patch, um, apparently this weekend, but the patch still has some issues mm-hmm. with it. It's kind of funny when you, know, you you send a patch to fix bugs and then you fix those bugs, but then that patch you have other bugs. It it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's just it's just one of those things where it just hurts when you read it. But this nothing hurts more than this, Ed. Apparently, Cyberpunk 2077 price plummets only to only thirty bucks. <laughs> thirty dollars. <laughs> It's that need the balls, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, however, if you have an opportunity to pick Cyberpunk 2077 for only $30 right now here on Amazon and here at Best Buy, which is half off the list price, uh, these suggest going with Best Buy on this one since they will toss in the awesome looking steel bookcase pictured above for free. Those are kind of nice. They're, they're kind of cool looking, but uh, you know, they look like it's from a graphic novel. Uh, the price drops that steep shortly after launch aren't uncommon with PlayStation and Xbox titles, but they have to imagine that this wasn't the original plan for Cyberpunk 2077. However, situations like this are a great value opportunity. Uh, yes, Cyberpunk needs a little more time in the oven, and we expect CD Projekt Red to deliver on its promise eventually. It seems like a great game will emerge when the bugs are worked out, and CD Projekt Red appears to be cranking out the updates quickly. Uh, what's more is free DLC and even next-gen upgrades for PS5 and Xbox Series X are expected for the game later this year. Uh, of course, the question is, will the price of Cyberpunk 2077 go any lower? Obviously, at some point it will, um, but they'd be very surprised if another significant drop happens anytime soon. The fact that the current $30 deal might not stick around for very, very long. Um, I'm going to say that that's probably the case because you're getting close to the this this week, I believe, is the last week fine for the fiscal year for a lot of companies. So a lot of companies are going to want to get rid of any kind of overstock items that they have, which is why you have those big, giant price gashes, at, from my experience. So right. take that for what it's worth. Um, so, Ed, there you go. You can always buy a second copy if you feel like you missed out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just it 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 bothers me so much because of like it, granted, like I said, it's not that old. I mean, we're December it came out, so we're talking not even a month or it no, right. it's it's like a month that's it's been out, and so you're like you're kidding me, like you you you're doing this now, and you know I and I did see an article today, and I I don't know if it's true or not. I have to you know review it and all, and I'll have to give it to you maybe next week. 
Um, but I saw somewhere where they're they might be refunding people uh, full price for the game. Well, well, I mean they they were they were offering refunds. I mean that's not a lie. I mean that that's accurate. I do know that in <clears throat> the company that I work for for a little while was accepting that you know like you could not too long after when it became a bomb and when Sony decided to pull it from its digital library um, there were definitely grumblings about okay well if someone comes in and says they want to they want to refund give it to them that has stopped because you know that window of opportunity has now passed because the game it would be different if you just bought anybody who walks in and buys that game now I think realizes that the game had has issues and that you're purposely buying it for whatever I mean because I still have hope for it I do think that Project CD Red will, will make good on some of their promises. They'll they'll do what they can to kind of mea culpa, mea culpa. You know, they'll 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 send out free content if anyone tries to. I I got a feeling that there's a a bunch of people in the office building. You might say that might be like, well, we should charge them for this, and there's gonna be like a wave of people going, no, what are you kidding? Like, we're already in enough trouble now. You want to charge them for that shit? No, forget it. We'll give it to them for free. You know, I think that that would be the best thing to do for them, for public, for PR anyway, at least. Because um, they don't make a lot of games. I mean, they have the Witcher series and Cyberpunk, and I, you know, I, I have high hopes for Cyberpunk. I still own it. I still have it. I'm not trading it anytime soon. I'm gonna probably start. You know, like I'll get back to it once I finish Valhalla. I mean. I know we're talking about Hitman, but I am going to go back to Valhalla because I want to finish that. Mm. Um, then, of course, you know, hopefully sooner or later, the PlayStation 5s will be out in stores. And sooner or later, I'll be able to go, Ed, I got myself a PS5. Yay, look at me. I, I don't see that happening anytime soon, mind you, but I'm hopeful that I'll get my hands on one eventually. And, you know, but uh, and now I'll have a whole bunch of other games. But I still think Cyberpunk's got a. I still think I think it'll be fine. I think I think I learned a lesson, <laughs> and I think that <laughs> I I mean I I really do. I want this game to turn around. I really I really do. And I, I haven't I didn't play it this week. Um, I gave myself a rest because I was I was busy doing other things this week. It was a uh, a long week for me in, in terms of work and uh, other things I had to do. Um, so I, I wasn't able to sit down and and sit through Cyberpunk because you really, it's, I mean, it's not a it's not a casual game that you can play. You know, no, it is, it's very dense as far as like as far as the world building, the storyline. You do have to kind of really like if you're going to play the game, you actually have to kind of play the game. You can't just casually walk through that as an adventure. It, it, I completely agree. It's, it's definitely a, uh, a, a deep deep story rich story world that you can't just sleep through right and and, and so so that's that's the reason why like you have to really kind of sit down and go all right i'm gonna etch out this much time and play it now like whether, whether or not like i get three hours or four hours out of playing it you know is is depending on how much i can go through this and go motherfucker <laughs> right you know like, like this is not working or or what the fuck happened <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, driving me crazy with all the, all the, all the crazy shit. Yeah, you know, I'm, 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 part of my part of my gameplay is can i make the thing crash again like i want to know like like it was that a one-time anomaly for me or is that something i'm going to be doing like several times over you know and and right you know because like i said though playing the game i'm like when i play it i do enjoy it you know it's it's not like i'm not enjoying it it's like it but it's just it was just (laughs) it was just weird to you know, like when you're going through it, and you're like, 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 okay, I, like you really want to jump into it, like full throttle, because they, they kind of give it to you that way, but right. you can't because there's certain things you can't do because you're not that high of a level, or you know, you can't buy certain things because you know you need a certain level and street cred, and there's there's all these there's all these variables that you have to do now to to get there, so you have to build upon those to to get there, and that's the that's what makes it to me more difficult is, is that, you know, it's like, oh, I kind of want to, you know, you, you're offering it to me now, but I can't take it because I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, um, you, you're offering me a level 15 thing and I'm at a level five yeah, or, I, or I'm a level 10. You know, you're like, son of a bitch, I really, really want that. And you got to work for it. You got to earn it. You got to earn it. But it's just, it's just, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a, <laughs> Uh, uh, annoyance though, because it's just like, cause, cause you know where, you know where it goes. Like I, I can use this for this reason. You know, you, <laughs> you, you right. know, you know, you, you can use this thing. Cause it's like, Oh, I can, I had this job and this is, this is what I need it for, you know, kind of thing. And, you know, and, and, and it's like, well, you gotta be this level now. It's like crap. Well, like, well, how do I level up in this damn thing? <laughs> You know, now, now you're trying to figure that out and you're, you're running through and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this, this, these small jobs now and, and hopefully get enough to, to get to a level. And then like, I feel like I don't level up. Like, I really don't. <laughs> so it's, it's just, it's just bizarre. But I, like I said, like I, I'm, it's, it's keeping me intrigued, but it's also irritating me at the same time. Right. <laughs> well, that is all I have this week, Ed. All right. Is there anything you would like to uh, record? You know what? I I, I said to you last week, I had this rant that I was going to do, but then I kind of was like, you know what? I sound sound like a privileged white guy. (laughs) When I thought about something, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm not not going to go on this rant. You could stand there on your podcast bitching about things and first world problems type thing? Yeah. Okay, give me give, give me a taste. What was it? <laughs> well, Disney made a lot of changes in the last few weeks uh, uh, about things in their parks, in terms of you know like how uh, they're handling. I mean, not really the pandemic, but it's really how they're handling um, uh, customers or, or you know uh, you know people that are going to their their parks basically, and you you. You know they they they've done this for like a lot of years, and all of a sudden now they're switching it, and you're going, well, wait a minute, why why are you doing this? This is this is going to be worse now than what you're going to do, like is you know, and they don't really give a reason why they're just going to do it. Like one of the things is in 2022, they're like, we don't got to tell you shit. We're fucking Disney. Yeah, we're Disney. We're gonna do what we want. Yeah, fuck you. But 2022, they used to pick you up if you if you flew to Orlando, they would pick you up in a bus and take you to your resort as a perk to stay at their hotel. So, right. so you're going, all right, well, they're going to stop that. So now you got to find your own way from the airport to the, the hotel. 
that you're laughing at this. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the at the like. There's you are uh, you were you were upset about it. You probably calmed down and yeah. came to rational the rational decision. Like, oh my god, that is a first world problem. I should be grateful that I can afford to at least go to Disney. Boy, and that's that's basis. what I keep thinking. Like, like I, I I can afford to go there, and I should just be thankful. But there's there's just a lot of little things that they're also doing as well. Like they used to give you what they call a magic band. You know, they would send it to your house. You know, if you book it way in advance. And this magic band, what it does is it it opens up your you. It's like a watch. You wear it like a wristwatch, and it has a little Mickey face on it. That's all it does. And you would uh-huh. go to your go to your room key, you know, your room, and have a Mickey face. And you put the Mickey face to Mickey face, and they would open your door and unlock your door for you. Oh, okay, so that's kind of cool, right? Then when you went into the parks, it, it, that was your park entrance. That was your park ticket. You would put your park. You would put it. There was a there was a ball with Mickey's face on it. You put Mickey's face to Mickey's face again, and they would go green. You go okay. You they let you in the park because you have a park ticket. They, then okay. when you're sitting at, you know, you can attach a credit card to this. So if you bought something at every register, you know, like they have the card machine for your, you know, your debit card or your credit card or whatever right, at every right. like grocery store or whatever. They have it at every counter at Disney. So you could just do that and put in a pin as a security, you know, code. So that way you would, it was. That, that seems very efficient and easy. Right. And, and, you know, and it was just like, it was just like a set, set of colors, you know, of bands that they would give you, you know, so you, and they put your name on it. So it would personalize to give you a, a box and all this kind of stuff. So it was, it was kind of like, like, here's your, here's your, your Disney adventure on your way. They're not doing that anymore. It, 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 okay. To put it in, in layman's terms, it was your Harry Potter's acceptance letter. Exactly. You know, you, you got it, you got it in the mail and you're like, Hey, you're coming to Disney soon. Here's your little watch, your little thing. Here's here's some Disney your magic little... for you, you know, right away, right. you know, kind of thing. Now they're now they're not giving it to you anymore. If you want that, you have to pay at least five dollars for the plain color, you know, I think gray band or whatever it is. And you're going, oh really? Like okay, fine. You know, like like and that one, I was like, all right, fine. Like I, I get it. They're expensive. It's an RF chip that you're giving you. You know, family of four. That's you know, probably at least twenty bucks that you're they're handing over for free. Okay, yeah, but hold thousands. on. I want to say this: yeah. like back when you were getting them on a on the regular, they were. It wasn't like an everyday thing. I would think that now, because the technology has gotten more affordable, more likely they should give it to you for free. Right. You shouldn't have to pay five bucks for it. I completely agree. Damn the man, Ed. Yeah, you know, so it was it was all those little things, and then like they, they had these what they call them extra magic hours. So like if you stayed at a Disney resort and you were there the certain weeks, you know, and they'll they could they kind of tell you ahead of time. Like a World Disney in the at the Magic Kingdom, they they might close at eight o'clock at night, but they'll uh-huh. extend it three more hours till eleven to stay there uh-huh. if you stay at a park. So now all the people that were like what they call day passers had to leave. And the people that stayed at the resort could stay for extra three hours, so that gave you okay. more more that's, time. Yeah, that's when the, the freaky deaky stuff gets started, right? And you you get more time, and there's less people in the park, so rides <laughs> aren't like you're not waiting an hour and a half for right. you know a, a ride. You you know you're you're waiting maybe thirty minutes now. So now the the wait times have gone way down for rides. You know, food right. you know easier to get and that kind of thing. So it's it's like it's 
they you clear the you, you the park. You kind of feel like you're part of a private club because if you are spending your time at one of their resorts, you should have the right to stay a little later than the average Joe's that got a day passer. Right. You know, or, or people or people who are staying outside the parks, like at other hotels that are not Disney hotels. Right. So you're right. going. So you're getting yeah, these advantages, right. like it's all these great advantages. But now they got rid of that. Now, now you only get 30 minutes before the park opens to go in and start your day. Those bastards. <laughs> I know it sounds terrible. That's like, like, but I mean, like, like if you if you there's a ride, like there's there's a couple rides that you want to get on. You 30 minutes is not enough time. So like, there's like a hot ride. The hot ride now is it's called Mickey's and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Runway, and it's a you're in a, on a train with Goofy and he starts going on his tour. Well, his, the track switches, the engine goes one way and the cars go another and you're going through and it feels like you're going through a cartoon through a Mickey and Minnie's cartoon, uh, okay. like those shorts and you're going, it, it's, it's amazing. I, I went through it this last time I was on, on at Disney and it's, a, it's, 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 it's great, but it's like, if I only 30 minutes to get in, like, it's not enough time to get in line and and get there and and be able to do this ride because it's a, it's a high end ride. So if everybody's staying at the Disney Resort, they all get that same advantage. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like so it's going to be crowded. So I'm still going to be like waiting an hour, and then by the time I get to that ride, all the other rides are going to be now packed because everybody's going to be rushing, in, <laughs> you know, to get in. And I, of course, I always say like, how do they know the difference between somebody who's staying at a park and who's got a day pass like like how does that work but that's well, uh, they, they probably have like you know well they okay got technology out there i'm sure yeah yeah i'm sure they do they got that disney money they probably you know the moment you get walk in, you think it's a mosquito bite it's actually a tracker dart that disney's got all your vitals going down there you know <laughs> just... you're like you know, oh i think i got bit by a bug and it's really just goofy on the side going you know just a blow dart <laughs> So uh, all, 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 all I'm saying, there's no advantage anymore of staying at a Disney park uh, or stay Disney hotel because they're expensive. I mean, I'll tell you, they some of them can be really pricey, you know, staying sure. there like a, like a week, you know, and it's especially family four because it's like usually two and then they would you want, you know, double occupancy and they want four people. It's more money. So you 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 go. It's, it's ridiculous how much they charge you for for a room. And these were like the little advantages. You go, well, this is the reason why. Because I, I get better. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm paying this much money. I should deserve these kind of perks. Right. If you're going to take away those perks, what's the advantage of me being able to hang out? And in in, if I can't, you know, have a good time, if I can't be there with the – if I have to spend my day with the normies, I should be able to have at least three hours of my own time to be able to travel the, the Disney Plus – you know, in real life, so right. to speak. Right. I mean, you should, right. you, should, you should get more because you're you're paying more for it, essentially. You know. Sure. And it's just like you're you know, spending <laughs> your hard-earned cash to you know live in a lap of luxury, and you should be able to have that the comfortability of going. You know what? Once that schlub leaves at eight o'clock, then the time Disney belongs to me. Right. I completely agree. <laughs> so that's the thing. So I, I was like getting like angry about it. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna complain about this on the show, and then I'm like, eh, you know what? It's, it's a first world problem. It's not. It's it's not that big of a deal. Where... In the end, there's some kid going out there, going, Mama, when do we get to go to Disney? And she's like, Never, because your daddy doesn't have a real job. Did that. Not like that, Ed. He gets to go to Disney whenever he wants. It looks like, ooh, fancy. 
<laughs> but mama, I love the Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I do too, but you know what we ain't got? We ain't got Ed money. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got that F.U. Disney money. Where's my one colored band to press Mickey's face? Make Mickey kiss himself as you walk through. Let me in. I paid my money. My money. I paid my pound of flesh. Ooh. Mouse, let me in. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, they still sell the band, and they have different kinds of bands that they sell for like thirty bucks. So you get a special band that does really nothing extra special than a regular band does for five bucks, like a plain color one. So, no, like, people buy these. This band, this band has R two D two on it, where your band is just regular old red. <laughs> that was the thing. Like, I, we got special bands one time. My wife, my wife got up. I forget how it ended up. We ended up with the special. We ended up getting it for for free, basically. And they were BB-8 Magic Bands, <laughs> and they would they would they would play his music. They would play his sounds when you would tap the bands, oh, okay. you know, because you also have fast passes too, which is which they got rid of. Which you you know, like there was three rides a day that you could get on, and and get on before like everybody else. So like say like you know if you wanted to go on. Um, I'm going to example that because this is the biggest example. Uh, it was the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It would take up to four hours to wait in line to get there. You could get a fast pass for that and and get on within minutes of it, you know, and and be out the crowd. Then the the, the, the <laughs> walking pass. That's right, you normies. I got a fast pass. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like everybody, everybody's eligible for it. It's not. It's not like it was. You know, like if you're staying at a disease resort, that was like I said. That's an advantage. Like these are advantages that you paid for, basically, because you're paying all that. You know, you're like like if you if you went to like a Holiday Inn, you know, you might be paying like a hundred dollars a night for it, say. But I'm sure. paying, you know, close to three hundred dollars a night. You know, for the same, right. you know, like a room, basically. That's good. You know, we, 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 you know, like they think it's better that you stay at the resorts. Right. Sure. Because when you open up those, you know, those those drapes in your tidy whiteies and you're scratching your nuts, looking out upon the, you see the magic cast, you go, I earned this. <laughs> I'm saying, it was, I mean, you know, it's, that's, that's, why, that's why it gets expensive. You try to find a way, you know, deals. I mean, we, my wife and I, my wife found a lot of deals. I mean, she's a. She is a booking pro uh, when it comes to Disney World, and, and right, you know right. I'm thankful to have her. You know, uh, I probably wouldn't have gone as many times as I had if I didn't have her. But uh, but that's the the idea is is that you know like it's these advantages. So now these advantages are gone. So you're 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 going well. What's like you might as well stay at the Holiday Inn if you want to go to um, you know to Disney World. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's that's the that's sure, the gist. If you're of it. gonna spend the money, might as well slum it. <laughs> Like I say, like like I said, there 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 is really no advantage at this point for you to stay. I mean, cool, come come twenty twenty two. I mean, this year it's still kind of they still have the the the, the pick you up ride stuff like that uh, happening, so you can do it this year if you want. But like next year, it's it's kind of stuff. Now the company that that does the bus ride thing is called Mears, and they're still doing it because they're um. Uh, they're their own company. They were just partnered with Disney and had Disney buses because they're. Pre- but the thing to me was was like when you off the when you off the plane. What they used to do is they used to take pick up your luggage for you. You didn't have to go to luggage claim to get your luggage. <laughs> right. You would get on the bus. You would go over to your resort. They you know you would check in. Now maybe your room might not be ready, 
But then you could go to a park and like later that day when you got home, you know, back to your resort, you're back to your room, they would they would uh, have your bags right. there waiting for you at your room, you know, in, inside your, 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 your Disney experience started the moment you walked off the plane. Exactly. Right. And then you're like, Oh my God, we're, we're going on a magical journey here. Take my bags, peon, allow me to get into my ride to get me to my place. And when I come back, God damn it. Those bags better be in that room. Yeah. If not, I'm raising hell. You're going to talk to the mouse, but that, but that's the thing. Like, like it's it is like a luxury vacation. It really is. I mean, you know, and, and like, like some some people have gone to the like uh, economy resorts. There, they're they they have the they call the all star resorts, music, movies, and uh, sports, and they're cheap. Okay. They're 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 way cheaper to go for a family. You know, um, to it. But they still treat you like if you were going to a high end resort. Like they're not going to like oh no you're low you know you you've gone to the all stars like you, right. this is the economy you know you're gonna you know we're we're not gonna let you on a bus till like twelve o'clock or whatever you know like they they give you the same res- you're in the economy you're in the economy hotel so you get you get car number three on the monorail yeah <laughs> you get the back of the bus like like none right. of that like it's it's they they treat you like if you were like staying at the contemporary or the polynesian or like one of the high-end resorts that they have they treat you the same way and they keep they, they give you nothing but respect and it's from from the time they you they pick you up to the time they drop you off and it's the same that feeling but now they're like like i said they're just taking those little things away that you go all right now this trip's going to get more expensive and now like you know if i stay here or it's going to be time wise because like their alternative now if for for that is is that there there's a train company called Brightline and they're they're building a tracks that goes from uh, Miami to Orlando at airport and then from there they're going to go from what they call their downtown district or uh, Disney is a downtown area or it's called uh, Disney Springs so there, you can take a train from the airport to Disney Springs, but then you'd still have to take a bus from Disney Springs to your hotel. So you're 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 they're adding another you know feature instead of just having a bus right from the airport to your hotel. You have to go this extra step. But the, we, nobody knows if if you have to buy a, a ticket from Brightline train service to to take the train from there to the to downtown or not. I think you have to like because. Because they were saying, oh, like Disney's Disney's response was like, oh, well, you know, there's so many options out there. You can take an Uber or a Lyft, or you can take, you know, a, you know, a taxi or you know, a town car. You know, there's so right. many ways now to get to Disney that our bus service is kind of like inferior, you know, type of thing. And it's just like, yeah, but it was free. Like, <laughs> like well, okay, well, well, here's okay. This is a legitimate question. I know I've been poking fun at the whole concept, but legitimate question is maybe the reason why. And again hear me out the reason why they stopped doing all this stuff is because a lot of those things that are free seem to have multiple families involved in it like like you can have like you know that free bus you pack that bus full of people mm. you know and then they transport you to where you want to go so now if they take that away and say okay we know what ed you your wife you get to find your own, you get to your own car you know, yes, you have to pay for it, but you know what? It does give you the safety. It gives you the social distancing. You know, you can wear your mask. You don't have to worry about that family. You know, you are in Florida, so I'm sure there's probably a bunch of mouth breathers who refuse to wear their masks. They're going to come off that plane and go, I don't, you don't tell me how to live my life. You, do you Would you want to get on a bus with those? No, you wouldn't. So 
maybe some of those things that have been taken away is to help, you know, with social distancing and with the, you know, the COVID-19 situation that we're currently in at the moment. That, you know, if we leave the, if we leave the um, park open longer for everybody, then everyone's got that chance to do stuff. I, I don't. Again, that is a hypothetical okay. situation. Well, I, I, I mean, I know for for firsthand because that's the thing. Like, I mean, I recently was in Disney in December, right? You know, right. So, I mean, I did take the the the, and they had socially distanced on the seats. They 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 gave they had numbered seats, and they would give you a, assign you a number. You would pull, you would come in line, and they had these multiple lines that they had set up, and they you know everything was six feet. You know, you had to line up and and get out and they would they would say okay you're going to this resort you're going to get on bus you know they had they had tags on every bus like it's it's the same thing like it's it's all these bus pull-ups and it's like parking spots and they have numbers so you're going to get on bus and it's say like number i don't remember the number but i'll just give one a number 26 okay when you're on 26 you're going to be seats 15 and uh, 15 so you had to uh, and it's it's they say left or right like driver actually it was driver or passenger was what they said so you see you would go to 15 and it was driver so we walk up and we went to aisle 15 sat down right on the driver's side and we sat down there and that's the thing and then the seats between us were separate and then like every other like you know, it wasn't like somebody right directly across from us. They would be the next row up. So they, they figured it all out. They had this whole system already in place for it that they were already social distancing them from that one. So that for the bus thing now, I, it's just that it's a money thing. The guy who's now in charge of Disney is a guy named Chapek and they're calling him cheap Chapek because he always wants to do. No, seriously, he's always been doing for years because he was the president of Disney World. He was trying to cut costs as much as he can. He would and he would cut different things like all this. Like if you go into through Disney World there, like in any of the parks, there used to be like live performances that would pop up. They would be these pop up performances and they would have characters and like, you know, in Hollywood studios, they would have like this actor thing and it would be on like their one of their streets and they would do this comedy thing and people would like gather around like if they were walking from one ride to another and stop and see this thing. And it'd be like 10 minutes or 15 minutes and it'd be this little little show that they would put on. We canceled all those. And that was before the pandemic, you know, so like right. like like he's he's been trying to do this stuff for years, you know, like they like in each of the pavilions. Uh, in Epcot, they would have like a show in each of the countries that would represent their country of, of what like music or, or um, you know, uh, art or something like that. And they would they would do these 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 have these performers from the countries come and basically work there doing these shows uh, so many times a day, you know, cancel all those. You know, so so that's the type of type of person he is. Like they used to have photographers. The, the, this they brought back, but they had photographers that would take. If you want a picture of you in front of the Magic Kingdom, Magic the Castle, you know, down Main Street, there would be these photographers that would take have the perfect angle where they would stand, and you would have your picture, and you'd be behind the castle, be behind you, and you would you know stand in front of it. Or there's you know another spacious, uh, you know, like there's one near. Uh, uh, I can't think of any other ones of the magic at the, the castle, but there would be these, these nice little sceneries that they would shoot and they would have uh, photographers. Well, they got rid of the photographers for a while and they would have these machines and you would swipe a card and you would stand in front of it. 
but like people didn't know when it was taking pictures. So they would get these pictures, their eyes were closed or people were still trying to set up to pose and that kind of thing. Like they like didn't know there was a timer on the, on the, on these machines that would do this. So like none of them, none of the pictures came out well. So people weren't buying pictures. And like, again, like, like, you know, like you have like those, those people with their eyes closed with that goofy look on their face and they take the right. picture and that's like the best picture you got of, of the, the, the whole experience. Like they, but they, they might take like three pictures and you're like, uh yeah like like that's just terrible like you know like usually with a photographer they'll wait they'll go hey you know stand a little bit closer or you know not you know some people are in the shot you know that kind of thing they there's somebody there but they would do that these machines would never do that because that's what he thought like oh we'll just put machines in the plus the people technology will do the work you know and it's just like well technology doesn't know when you're you're ready to take your shot or if you're in the standing in the right, right pose and I, like it, it doesn't care like it's just like snap 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 and then move on to the next next group of people you know so that's the that's the thing like he he would do so that's kind of like the, some of the reasons why th- this is happening is because of him you know and what what he's doing into the the, the company um because because they said that recently my wife's like saying that a lot of the what they call imagineers the people that actually make the rides and um, you know come up with with a lot of the stuff that happens in Disney is these imagineers are called and they're all retiring because he's in charge right. like that's the, you know they're you know they're they're getting out of the game because of uh, of him so but that's you know that's just my little un rant sort of rant I guess. <laughs> about it but i just say you know my message is you know at this point in the future if anybody wants to go to disney maybe it's not worth it to, to go to the resort hotel i mean they're beautiful don't get me wrong i mean they're nice i mean you 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 you're, you're amazed when you walk through these things because they're they're monstrosities of disney you know the the just to go through the hotel i mean you know some of the some of the hotels you walk through are just like wow like this is just beautiful right. you know kind of thing like the last one it was at Old Key West, and it felt like an old uh, Florida beach town, and that's that's what it felt like. And that they nailed it right on the head, you know, in the middle of, <laughs> middle of Florida, they made a beach town, you know, and it was like, it was like, wow, like like this this is how I see it. Like I I equated it to for our local here is Ocean City, New Jersey, or, or Wildwood, New Jersey, like a boardwalking type town like with the the old style housings and you know two levels and that kind of thing like that right. that's how it was it was beautiful you know you go to the the all-star sports i mean there's these monstrosities of footballs and helmets and 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 hockey pucks and and basketballs and you know and it, it's it's sports you know and you're like okay and there's a field in the middle of it. it's a football field in the middle of the uh, resort that you could play football if you want, you know, like type of thing. And, uh, uh, you know, they have other many pools and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's advantages, but, but, but most people, let's be honest, if you're going to Disney world, you're going to the parks, you're, you're going to see Epcot sure. and, and, uh, you know, thing, you're not staying in a resort to go, well, I'm going to stay here, here all day. You know, like I'm just right. going to hang out at the, 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 at my resort, you know? Yeah. I'm paying thousands of dollars and I, I could stay at any hotel in the world, but, this is the one I'm going to, you know, spend my, you know, most of my time. And so, but you know, so I just, I'm just saying, you know, if you want the Disney nostalgia and you want to pay for it and not really get much more than, then there you go. But if you want to pay for the Disney experience, but you don't want to give them all your money, don't, 
don't book the ho- don't book the resorts. <laughs> I'm saying you don't have to book the hotel, and you you'll get the same experience. You know, it's like saying like a lot of them have shuttle services. The hotels outside of Disney have shuttle services that will drop you off at a at a park and pick you up. You know, you know, you know, at a, yeah, at a park, and 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 have that kind of. Uh, um, uh, you know, a uh, service. So that way you're, you know, you don't have to rent a car, you know, that type of thing and, you know, right. save some money that way, you know, and, and like I said, you could save money and spend it on souvenirs or just save money, <laughs> Right. you know? So, and I mean, cause I know, I know a family for it's expensive to go down to Disney, you know, it's, it's, it is sure. it's a lot of money, but you know, it's a fun trip. I always enjoy it every time I go, but, uh, you know, just saying. I'm. I don't, I don't. As the future goes on, unless they, unless something changes, which I'll let you know. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it's not worth. As of right now, it's not worth uh, staying at, at uh, Disney. Going you to Disney. Hear users first. Ed said, "Fuck Disney." <laughs> <laughs> I go that far. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Slow down. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I didn't say that. <laughs> I got, I got, still got some investments there that I gotta, I gotta, I gotta maintain here. Yeah. Right now, somewhere in Florida, Mickey just went, "What? <laughs> Not Ed? Get that <laughs> son of a bitch on the horn! Get him on the phone right now! How dare you! <laughs> All we've done for you <laughs> is how you repay me." I <laughs> know <laughs> you got some money with us. I'll see what happens to that money. You'll never see the light of that castle again. <laughs> I'll bury you so far down in Slippin' Beauty's dungeon, it'll take a miracle to get you out. <laughs> <laughs> Even the seven dwarves won't be able to dig your ass out of that grave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, well, there you have it, folks. That was Geeksters. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, but you haven't gone to our Facebook page yet, please go to and give us a like. It is Geeksters Radio at... it's Yeah, it's Geeksters Radio, isn't it? <laughs> On <laughs> Facebook, like, yes. It is Geeksters. But you can also go to Twitter and follow us there at, at Geeksters. Or if you want to contact Ed on anything we've talked about, um, including his total disdain for Disney now, <laughs> you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And it's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 